1: Welcome back to the Starry Night Theater podcast. I'm your host, Alex.
0: I'm your other host, DJ.
1: And this episode is our 33rd episode brought to you by JDS Electrical, Inc. Licensed and insured. Call 716-523-2711 for all your electrical needs.
0: Thank you, JDS, for sponsoring us. Thank you. Okay, so, well, do you want to ask? You do your thing first. What was my thing? The vocab. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. We just, we just went over this very carefully. <laughs> no, we I thought we were
1: going to... Okay, (laughs) okay.
0: It's Thursday. This is not our normal day. We're not in normal podcast mode.
1: (laughs) So DJ, unfortunately, deleted the app off his phone. I got
0: a new phone, so I just never transferred the app over. Oh, okay, okay.
1: And plus it's $20. That's crazy to learn new words. You can just pick up a dictionary, but... (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to test your knowledge of previous vocab that we had, and I'm pretty sure you're not going to do well, but it's Okay. Okay, the first word is resplendent.
0: No idea. <laughs> Let's just do one one per episode. Okay, okay, okay. I have no idea what that means. What does does that
1: anyone mean? remember resplendent? Do you know what resplendent is? Um,
2: no. And
1: I was an English major. <laughs> I
0: suck. <laughs>
1: it is shiny or glowing.
0: Yeah, no, not even not in a million years would I know that. Okay. I do remember <laughs> saying it though. Now that you repeat you that. And I was sitting where you were. So there, I my memory's not horrible, but my uh Yeah.
2: It's my weird. My words it, are bad. I would say it perfectly describes you, DJ. Oh yeah.
0: I agree. I agree. I I, I absolutely agree with that. Thank you.
2: It's opposite day. <laughs> what? Yeah. That's insane.
0: That's outrageous. Um Okay, so uh, we have Catherine here with us on the podcast. Ooh, thank you for joining us. You. We appreciate you.
2: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Um, and so you can be be part of this next thing. We Last episode, we went through a bunch of um, shows and musicals that people suggested at the Starrys. Now we'll read through some of these that I forgot because I took them and put them in my suit coat and uh, forgot to check that. So slack we will now read these <laughs> we will now read these and okay uh who wants to start you start, alex <laughs> that's on you okay okay uh a night of dark intent oh we, we, we didn't d- get that one at all last time
1: <laughs> okay i was gonna be like wait seriously the,
0: by the way last time i heard that i was grumpy and i definitely was grumpy but like and this i just what it felt is.
1: like we were just low energy not necessarily grumpy i enjoyed it where were you grumpy? I when were you grumpy
0: uh last episode
2: oh on the i thought you I were hear. talking about the starries like you sounded no i was as a, if you were grumpy
0: charismatic joy at the starries <laughs> 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 that's what i that's what i hear you were resplendent <laughs>
3: if you will. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah
1: uh no I, I liked our last one yeah i enjoyed it okay uh Mamma mia mm-hmm.
0: also went over that yes clue clue's a new one yeah clue would be fun that's, I think, a comedy as long as – as it? well as, like, a uh, horror – not horror, but thriller, I, I guess. I guess it
2: could be funny. Yeah. How do you feel about Clue? I feel like there's aspects to the spiral staircase that we're doing right now that are sort of Clue-like.
0: Very much. Uh-huh. Very much. Yeah. Yep. That and, and uh, Mousetrap because, like, everyone went for it mm-hmm. in Mousetrap. Mm-hmm. So it kind of – I don't know. I think of the two connected.
2: Mm-hmm. Especially if I change the name of that room over and over again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a Easter egg. You'll find it when you come to the show.
0: <laughs> and if the killer has like a candlestick or something. <laughs> we'll see. We'll change that every night too. We'll change the killer every night. <laughs> oh yeah, we can do that. It's
2: <laughs> a great idea. All right. That's it for me. Okay. <clears throat> okay, I'll share. Of course I got this one. Um, Cabaret is the first one.
0: Yeah, we, uh, no, we didn't yeah, have Cabaret like, did mentioned mention? last time. I don't think so. Um, I like Cabaret. I think it's a great musical, but I, I want to stay away from stuff my mom did.
1: Mm-hmm. I just feel like I've heard Cabaret, Cabaret, Cabaret for
2: so many times. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people do it, so I don't know. Side nugget, I saw John Stamos in Cabaret on Broadway Ooh. about oh. 21 years ago. Wow, he was excellent. <laughs> Thank you, Uncle Jesse. <laughs> uh, number two, this is one I haven't heard or seen in a long time, but it's resurfacing. The Vagina Monologues.
0: Yeah, um, I what, is it, about what is it? What is it about? I've seen it on it, on so many people's resumes, but I've I've never seen it.
2: It is a collection of stories um about women some involve vaginas um it's a it's a little bit of like a feminist um take on i don't know it's it's it was very big when i was like in college in like the early 2000s um yeah i remember hearing about it in high school i want to say yeah. so yeah lots of yeah but it's a it's like a compilation um, okay. of of monologues. How crazy? The (laughs) vagina monologues is a compilation of monologues. It was good, though. Some were funny, some were touching, some were, you know, whatever. But, yeah, interesting.
0: Cool. I'd have to look into it before I commit.
2: Yeah. Um, That could be a good one as, like, a fundraiser or something. Right. Right. You know, maybe for, like, Women's Month or something. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Genius. (laughs) Uh, And the final one on this list is Guys and Dolls. Hate it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm not doing guys and dolls. I it's so no, not me. Not me at all. Here you can take this one too, and then we'll all have an even number. I'll go next. Uh okay. Here we go. We got one on this one. Nice and easy. Ryan dresses up like Ben the creature again. <laughs> I don't know who wrote this. Uh but yeah.
1: <laughs> just a paying audience just to view Ryan dressing up
0: as the creature. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say a hard no to that.
1: I don't know. I think we could raise some funds. I don't think that. so. But you I, really don't. No. I no, pay for him mean? to not. Yes.
0: Dress. <laughs>
1: I support you, Ryan.
0: I support you, Ryan, as well. But I don't think he's the one who wrote that. So he's not the one who. Wrote oh yeah, that.
1: no, I don't think he wrote that. No, supporting so- his role. <laughs>
0: All right, well, that was mine. nice and easy,
1: wow, okay, little shop of horrors. we talked about that. I'm pretty sure,
0: yep, yeah, that'd be a lot of fun.
1: into the woods,
0: no, <laughs> I'm not doing <laughs> yeah. into the woods. <laughs> I'm you not. said
1: it was too difficult, right?
0: yeah, it's too much, too difficult, and doesn't sound pretty. Susical no no, no no, 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 no. I, I would love to design it and do the set and everything and then just not have anyone perform it. <laughs> oh,
1: why
3: Because <not? laughs> that's... No,
0: thank you.
1: Okay. Uh, I want to say this says 25th Annual Putnam County yeah. Spelling Bee.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard a lot about that. It's funny. Uh, it's not a huge cast, though. So...
1: Do we know what it's about?
2: Does anyone? I have shockingly never seen it. I'm a really bad theater person. It's supposed so to be really funny.
0: No, like, the, it's... A, a spelling bee but it's like I know uh, Jesse Tyler Ferguson was oh. like one of the first people in it uh, don't like adults play adults play ki- the kids yeah. yes and it's I don't know it's a spelling bee like they go through words and stuff <laughs> <laughs> I don't I didn't want to get into explaining a spelling bee and I've also never seen it but I know what it's about because it's been suggested to me 4 billion times is this times. a
1: comedy what is this yes Yeah. Oh, it's a comedy yeah. it's supposed
0: to be very very funny Oh, <laughs> but it's a small they spell, cast. They spell things. They spell things. <laughs> they get up and uh, there are judges and uh they spell words.
1: Uh okay, last one. Peter and the Star Catcher. I hope that's yeah, Peter.
0: Um I don't know, I don't know it. <laughs> but I that has also been suggested okay. to me.
1: I want to know what it's about. Yeah. I don't know that. Peter and the Star Catcher. Hold on.
0: There is one on yours that you can't read.
2: Is it this one?
0: That's it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he told, that one's Ryan. he gonna told say, me about it. I see yep. the initials
2: at the bottom. <laughs> I know who it is.
0: He's like, wait, you oh, can't read this one out loud. Uh-huh. It's a joke. <laughs> How
2: is it that I got the vagina monologues and this one that we're not going to say?
0: <laughs> that, that was random. I just picked it up, but then I figured, well, it's got to be Ryan's because I don't have his anymore. Oh, my gosh, Ryan. <laughs>
1: Okay. Um, Peter and the Star Catcher, the Tony winning play based on the best selling novels, upends the century old story of how a miserable orphan boy becomes the legendary Peter Pan.
0: Mm, oh. oh. I didn't know that's what. Oh.
2: That sounds cool. Wait, is it a play? Yeah.
0: A musical. Right? Oh, it's no. a musical?
1: No, it's a play.
0: Are we sure? I thought it was the a The play
1: was conceived for oh. the stage.
0: Blah, blah, blah. blah. Yeah, not a big Peter Pan guy, but I'm not against it.
1: That's awesome. Captain cool. Hook. Do you like Captain Hook?
0: No. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, maybe, I didn't I like don't Captain know. Hook either.
1: It. The movie.
0: Oh, I never saw the movie. I just the character. movie
2: Hook. Is Hook. that we yes. refer? Oh, Hook. good yeah. lord in heaven,
0: Captain Hook! Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
3: <Yikes. laughs>
2: Yes, I'm going to have to exit off. the premises. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: oh, okay. okay. So, Ryan's List. This is go. called Ryan's List. <laughs> uh, not to be confused with Schindler's List. Um, okay, again, Little Shop of Horrors. He, yeah. can, pl- he can play the plant.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, he does that. He, he does a feed me a lot. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Ryan, I love you. Um, Lame is.
0: I'd love to. I would love to one day, but. It's big a lot. One. It's huge. Mm-hmm. It's massive.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh Deep End of the Dark. Yeah. Same right. Same. I would love that. Uh, Boys Next Door.
0: Yes, I would love to do that again.
2: Uh, Marvin's Room?
0: I loved Marvin's room. Uh it didn't bring in a lot of people though, so probably not.
1: I don't think we well, saw that. How long ago did we do this?
0: A long uh I don't know the year. I think around like two thousand eight. So we were bringing in good crowds, and then mm. they just like I don't know, not a lot of people came to Is that. Is it a comedy? No, it was in the uh, the Winter Classic Winter spot. Classic. Um, Tommy Vane was in it. Joanne was in it. Joy was in it. Uh, Mike Lasinski was in it. It was it was very good. It's it, he he was the 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 character who's uh, I don't know what's wrong with him, but he's dying. And he's behind glass the whole time, and like you you would see like the oh. show of everything they would go back there and do. And Jason Clark was in it. It was like a coming of age thing. Along with that, it was very good. All the performances were fantastic. I reread the script not too long ago because I, I don't know, I was interested in it, and probably probably not.
2: That sounds cool, though. Yeah,
0: no, I I liked it.
2: <clears throat> okay, the next one is Time Out for Ginger. Mm-hmm.
0: I love Time Out for Ginger, but again, not not a crowd drawer.
2: Yeah, I definitely saw that, but I. I don't remember. It was a long time ago. Yeah, it was um, the Uninvited.
0: Oh, I don't want to do the Uninvited again. We <laughs> ju- we did it 2014. This would be the third time if we did it again. It would be the third time. And I don't know. Not huge on ghosts, unless it's like I don't know.
1: I don't. I feel unless like I real. never understand when you say that you're you're not big on ghosts. You are a director at the Ghost.
0: Yeah, but like if it were a real ghost story, it's either like be funny with it and just be outrageous, and like that's fun. Or it's like, if it's a real ghost, and it's like, oh, this little thing moved an inch. And Paranormal Activity tried that, and it's boring. Like, yeah. I don't care.
2: Did you, speaking of Paranormal Activity, talk on the podcast about your first sighting the other day? I did not. Okay. B- put a pin in that.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good call.
2: Um, The next one is the one we're not going to say, Ryan. <laughs> and uh, this one has a very weird face next to it, but... Ah, wilderness. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's a lie. There it is.
0: <laughs> Never in my life will that, uh, until I'm dead, that will not be put on the stage again.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Um, Sleepy Hollow.
0: Yeah, I love Sleepy Hollow. That's a fun one.
2: Um, we did a musical version of that when, uh, in about 1999.
0: Yeah. Uh, I love the poster for it. It
2: was so corny. The music was really? so corny. Me me, and um, Mike lesinski played... Uh, Katrina and what's um, his
0: face? Oh. Uh, Br- uh, Did I make that up? There's Brom Bones or no, there's. He was um, a- he was the oh other- my God, what's the main. Ichabod Crane. Oh.
2: No, he was Brom Bones.
0: Okay. Yeah, he was Brom Bones. Ichabod Brom.
2: Um, yeah, the music was so corny. <laughs>
0: um,
2: Halloween Screams.
0: Yeah, I read that one. My dad gave me the Halloween Dreams and Halloween Scream scripts at the same time, and I, I stuck with Halloween Dreams. Screams is fun.
2: When was the last time Screams was done?
0: Never in this building.
2: I think I saw it at the rib.
0: Wow. Yeah, yeah. that's probably the last time.
1: Yeah. Wow. Long. You just liked them. dreams better.
0: <laughs> I love Halloween dreams. I love it so. I I was gonna. It was a tough mountain to climb for Screams being an What's unknown. The Halloween. It's they're night and day different. Like there's nothing even similar about them. Screams is like they're putting on a a haunted house type thing and th- did we talk on ab- ab- about this on the podcast and my dad's like him and Jesse swapped who they swapped their, their characters kind of and yep. like played yeah, each other sure. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> it might have been the episode that you weren't here so you just got exposed for not listening to that
1: <laughs> or maybe I didn't and I just don't have that great of a memory <clears throat> all the way back to that I don't episode. think you did but okay that's so mean <laughs> you don't know the truth
0: You're not saying you did, because you didn't.
1: Yeah, I did.
0: Right.
2: Oh. Oh, Okay. I'm going to have a million people coming after me. Uh, Edit that out, Dan. Oh, wait. (laughs) They just told me we don't edit these. Okay. Um, Forest of the Dead.
0: Oh, yeah. That's a sequel to...
2: Whoa, 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 whoa.
1: Wait. The The episode with you, your dad and Jesse... Yeah. I did listen to that one. Okay. I remember because I, I went <laughs> away and then I came back and I was at the gym and I listened to it while I was at the gym.
0: Okay. And I'm not making okay, this up. Okay.
1: Not very closely.
2: But- <laughs> <laughs> uh, Forest of the Dead is the sequel yeah.
0: to Halloween Dream or Halloween. Oh my God. Birds that Stay.
2: Right. 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 right, right. And yeah. I love Birds that Stay. Mm-hmm. So
0: cool. Love that.
2: Um, West Side Story. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for them.
0: No. Too much dancing.
2: And Hound of the Baskervilles.
0: Hound was fun, but uh, I don't know about that.
2: Okay. Well, there you Good go. Good list. Thanks,
0: Good list. Okay, I got two on this one. Uh, I know who wrote this one. Hedwig in the Angry Inch. Mm. I don't know.
1: Angry. Isn't it? Uh, is it Inch? Yeah. Oh. i was I, thinking
2: Winch.
0: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Happening? I don't know this one, and I know that I know. Wow.
2: Oh. I, I, I know a little bit about it. I'm not sure that it's going to be a ghost-like friendly show.
0: What do you know about it? Or should I look it up?
2: You should look it up.
0: Okay. <laughs> Let me look it up. Here we go. Hedwig. To... I
2: know Neil Patrick Harris. Wow. Oh, mm-hmm. right. I remember that.
0: Um, okay, hold on. A German immigrant living in a trailer in Kansas is a victim uh, of, yeah, of a botched sex change operation, adapted from the critically acclaimed off-Broadway stop. Sorry, my phone is like
2: off-Broadway rock theater hit Hedwig and okay, the it. Angry thank Inch. You, thank you. Tells the story of the internationally ignored rock singer Hedwig and her search for stardom and love. I am not opposed to it. I just know our audiences. I think it would. We'd have to. That would be a ways out before yeah, we could, yeah. um, before we would be able to accommodate that one. But I'm all for inclusion, yeah, and diversity
0: and getting out there, yeah. And I, I love rock musicals, so mm-hmm. cool. I'm in. And the other one on that list was Heather's, and we all know how I feel about Heather's. Obsessed. <laughs> I love it. So I I've been listening to Heather's so much that. Today in my Spotify thing popped out, there was Broadway the Broadway playlist. Yeah. I'm like, okay, let's let's dive in. And the first thing I get when I hit shuffle is Goosebumps a musical. I didn't know that was a thing.
2: Like oh, based wow. on R. L. Stein's Goosebumps? Yeah. It's what?
0: like it was like Goosebumps singing about fan of the opera. And the song was fun. Like I was I was like what? moving and grooving to the song in my car. Oh,
1: wow. I would like to see that. I'm so I
0: was up. pleasantly surprised There's by that. there
1: be goosebump plays.
0: I don't know. I don't know about that.
1: Maybe your dad could adapt one if there is uh, one of the stories. There
2: have.
0: They're to not be. public. Domain. Oh, Goosebumps no. the
2: musical, Phantom of the Auditorium.
0: Hey, all right. <laughs> I don't know if it's like a kid thing.
2: I know. I don't know.
0: But it said, "Oh, well, who's a who's a Beetlejuice? Broadway Beetlejuice, Alex Brightman." Oh. He was in that. Oh. So I don't know when this was, or where it was, but he's an adult.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: But I, I was. What song was it? <clears throat> let me let me scroll back and see what song it was because I I was moving and grooving to it. Oh, I'll it said it you. was
2: co-commissioned by First Stage Children's Theater. Oh. But I don't think it's kids that are in it. I think it's just. Well, there there probably are.
0: Yeah, I'm sure there's. Oh, the story of the phantom that this started bopping in my car. And I was like, all right, all right, huh. I'm not going to turn it. So then I I kept listening. And the best surprise that I've ever had in my life came came to, to my, my screen. And it was finishing the hat from Sunday in the Park with George. And who's singing? Who is this this luscious voice gracing my ears? Jake Gyllenhaal. What? Never in my life did I think Jake Gyllenhaal—he's my one of my my favorite human beings who walks the planet.
1: What?
0: And then, and then this this voice powering through my (laughs) my amp is is Jake Gyllenhaal. Can we listen to it? I'll play. Oh, I don't know if I can play it over the podcast. I'll play it after. Let's play it after. Why? I don't know. Wouldn't that be like? Oh. It's not ours.
1: Okay. I Uh, guess. I don't know. It's not like we're making money off this.
0: Uh, JDS Electrical uh, Sponsor. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 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 I don't know. I, I won't mess with it. But also, the girl who played Love it was in that on the one who played Love it on Broadway. She was in this oh, version of Sunday in the Park with oh. George. So I want to see this. But Jake Gyllenhaal can sing like that. This Broadway playlist has brought me nothing but treats today. So I'm I'm excited to get back in my car and give it a listen. Yeah.
2: I'm gonna yeah. I might pop that on too. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I was pleasantly surprised that it it appeared there, and I I looked at. You can look at stats on like different websites from Spotify, and my whole thing right now is just the Heather's playlist. It has overtaken the Sweeney Todd <laughs> playlist. That's how much I listen to it.
1: Where do you look at these stats?
0: You you go to a website called Spotify Stats. Oh. Or there's one that will roast your playlist, and mine's always what? like ninety grunge. Oh
2: my god! I got to do this.
0: Dad. Dad. Like, oh.
2: Mine is the weirdest blend of like children's toddler music <laughs> and uh, Broadway and like lo fi beats when I'm working. Oh, I it's love like that. the weird. it's such a it's such a, a an array. I'll be interested to get roasted on that yeah, to look that up. I
0: love that site. I uh it's uh, I'll have to remember what it's called and it'll be like, have you ever been to Coachella? and I always put no and it's always like clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Aww. <laughs> <I'm> trying here. <laughs> I'm just listening to my my '80s <laughs> '80s on my way to work, trying to get through the day. Clearly, and now Broadway uh, Broadway has made it into my Broadway. car. So, oh, that's good. Yeah. Okay. Ghost. I I saw a ghost for the first time in my life. I've been at the theater my entire life, and I've heard stuff. I I've I always believe people when they say they see stuff, but I've never in my life seen something. So we're working on Spiral Staircase right now. And this is what, last week? Yeah. And uh, if you know the building, the the way that you enter from the side door, you come up the stairs, you come through the curtain, and then you go straight out to the, the auditorium. That door was kept open, and that light was off in there. We have a white screen just chilling in that hallway right now in, in the way of everything. And it's, it's honestly been there maybe two years now. And just,
2: <laughs> no one nobody's it. Nobody's moving it. Like
0: it, it no, that was, it was a door there and now this is there. Something's always there. So that, that's just like a perfect backdrop for this. It's just this big white screen. And I see a, a shadow. There's only 10 people in the building. Well, nine people because Jenna left. So there's only nine people in the building. I have, like, I have everyone out with me. Everyone, mm-hmm. everyone is out. Either they're on stage or they're they're sitting behind me, and Catherine's waiting to go on right there. So like, it was her time to come on. So I I turned my attention there, and there was a shadow behind, like a clear shadow cast across the white backdrop. And I'm like, oh, maybe Jenna came back to to grab something. Um, I I did a count of everyone. Everybody is accounted for. So I go to Jared and I'm like, can you just check and make sure like nobody came in or it's not Jenna trying to do something uh like if she needs help whatever so he went and looks nobody's there not a soul and like i i saw it i'm not seeing things and the only way that light was off in there so the only way that shadow would be cast is if they crossed in front of it and went to the green room so like nobody was was in the the costume room nobody was anywhere else it it the only physical way it would make sense would be for for that so uh, that was scary and eye opening but cool like i've never that's my first wow i'm excited
2: it was, was coming like, from me, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it was behind me. I was like, it was behind me? I was like, like to witness.
0: right behind you. I was shocked. And and I really counted everyone. Like, we're all here. There's nine of us. It's not hard to count. And, and Jared went through the whole place, like, a couple times and not a soul.
2: Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy I'm,
0: for you. I'm hyped that I saw that.
2: I've yeah, also know, never... Experience. Yeah, have you seen anything, yeah. Alex? I've never... Clearly seen a ghost, but I've had so many feelings. Yeah, especially in the costume room, or like when I'm in the costume room, going to that side room there to wait to come out. That to me is the creepiest spot that I stand in ever. Yeah, the theater.
0: I agree with that. That Mm -hmm. spot's horrifying. Yeah, and I like this because uh, last time we slept there, I don't. You were there last time we slept there, Alex. And I, I don't know, we just, we slept there. And then we woke up, we're like, we didn't feel a thing. And before when we would sleep there, it was, we were horrified. Like we would all huddle in the middle of the stage. We're like crying because we're so scared. And then we all sat there like, no, there's nothing. Like not yeah, even like a slight yeah. fear. And so I'm like, oh man. And there was like a year of that where I'm just like, I'm walking through the building. I'm alone. It's pitch black. I'm like, I don't, nothing. Recently... Not, even before seeing that, I'll be there and like be in my office or something, and I'll get out and just like stand there for a minute. And I'm like, "This is I'm being watched. I'm being watched from <laughs> yeah. all sides." And so I turn those lights off and I sprint out of there. And I'm I I get scared again. So I'm I'm oh like excited God. about that because like I want to feel a presence. Right. there. I don't want him to like leave.
2: Yeah, I and, know. Unless we, it's better, you have for them, to have don't. ghosts of the ghost. Like, well, right. If it's yeah, we yes, if it is better for you, ghost, we will support you.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll support you. <laughs> You can leave, but like, it's kind of our thing. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. You
2: kind so of don't leaving,
0: leaving us high <laughs> and dry here.
1: <laughs> yeah, if I was in the building by myself, i and had to shut off the lights, I'd run out of there very quickly mm-hmm. every night.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was there the other night to watch Spiral Staircase, and it didn't end up working in my laptop. Um, and I ordered carabas.
1: Did you get your Italian trio?
0: I did, oh, after almost crazy. two hours. Almost two hours. And I called him. I'm like, this is not happening again.
1: What time was this at?
0: I need my food. I didn't end up eating until like 9.30, 10 o'clock at night. And I ordered it at 6. And then it's like, yeah, it'll take a little bit to make. I went through three different DoorDashers. And then I just like, no, you're not screwing me again. I'm eating this. <laughs> I will drive out oh there and I will, I will break in and eat it. Carabos was almost my beef. It was very close to being my beef. And uh, finally got delivered after I called. I'm like, No. I'm not. I'm not getting robbed. This is this is happening tonight. And she's like, "Oh yeah, it's right here."
1: So, like, no it's right one was here. Picking it up.
0: No, they were there. The, she's like, "Oh yeah, your dasher's outside." I'm like, "Yeah, this, th- this is the third one though. This is dasher number three here." And she's like, "Oh yeah, I'll I'll take it out to him." Like, so what were you doing with it before looking at it?
3: <laughs> no. I, I
0: was sick to my stomach. And so I, I stayed there, I, I plowed through it, and it was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the point of the story.
1: Was it ice cold, though?
0: No, it, it was all right. Maybe it was you all right. need
1: to go to Carabas.
0: Yeah, but like just bring me my food. And I, <laughs> I upped the tip. I'm like, maybe it's a tip problem. Oh, no, my, it wasn't. No.
2: God, no. It wasn't the
0: problem because there were three different dashers there. They just stopped waiting for my food so they can go make more money.
2: Yeah, and, which is uh, understandable. Yeah, yeah,
0: completely shout out to those dashers, but not to Carabas. They're they're on thin ice. If that lasagna wasn't that good. I, I would never in my life order from. That Wait, again.
2: what else is in the trio?
0: So it's lasagna, uh, some kind of Alfredo noodle deal, uh-huh. and uh, the chicken parm. Oh, chicken parm! Their chicken parm is fantastic. Mm. I don't know why it's so good. I, I might have just been so hungry after I didn't eat a thing all day because I'm like I'm, I'm I'm getting the trio <laughs> and I'm watching Spiral Staircase, and I didn't get my Spiral Staircase, so I, I'm no way was I leaving without a trio, right? And they screwed me over before we talked about it on a different podcast. I ordered it at 11 in the morning or some er very early time. They never brought it.
2: I can't. They
0: never Mm -hmm. brought it. I I ordered it for for eight or nine at night because we had had a podcast on an off day and they never brought it to me. And then I get to text like an hour after it's supposed to be delivered. Yeah, it's not coming. Not coming. I've been waiting all day for this.
2: I feel like we are in beef territory here. Yes. Yeah. Let's chill. just... What, welcome so to hour number four of today's episode <laughs> with chatty Catherine over here. Yeah, See what I did there? Yeah. I think that was beef.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, that wasn't my, the beef I it picked. It was
2: transition. Beef transition. Yeah. So this is a beef transition.
0: <laughs> Somebody else share share their beef, and then I'll get into my other beef. You got to My go, real beef. Because I don't
1: even know if I... I didn't have a full week to develop beef, so... I don't know. <laughs> you just got to keep it ready. You just got to... I just don't have
2: one right now. There's always beef. I know. Um, this is know. my outlet. <laughs> Tomorrow I, I'll, I'll have some beef. Yeah. I thought I was going to have other beefs until last night when my beef really came to me. So just in general, my, my beef is two words, school supplies. <laughs>
3: oh.
2: <laughs> okay. I, let me just lay it out on the line. I love school supplies. I am a 40-year-old woman who still buys myself school supplies because I love them that much. I love markers, pens, yeah, highlighters. Love, yeah. Give me all the colors, all the types, all the everything. I love it. I get really excited about it. But school supply shopping for children <laughs> is a whole different ball game. Yes. Was I very late to the party this year <laughs> where I'm usually a little bit more ahead? Yes. But it's still a week before school starts. Go to Walmart. First mistake. Go to Walmart. There is not the shelves are bare. No restocking. No. I mean, it like, is going to be September. Okay, but <laughs> it's a week.
0: I'm on your side. Still, I'm
2: They can the save it for next year. year.
0: They you sound like the actor. Right
1: <laughs> I'm I just playing double. I feel like advocate. you're
2: a, a, on the
0: opposite side. Yeah. <laughs> okay,
2: but. I get it. I was late to the party, whatever. But beef number two about school supplies is that not so much with my little guy yet, because he only needs like four things for pre-K, but with my older two, the amount of times where I've spent hundreds of dollars for these school supply lists only for them to not use 90% of the supplies Mm -hmm. I've bought them is infuriating. Infuriating. What kind of money do you think we have to just throw around? I would rather send the supplies they need tissues, sanitizer, whatever you need, than buy seventy four binders in different colors. Yep. That they're literally yeah. gonna just bring home at the end of the year and then they need different ones the next year. So that is my beef and it's very fresh. And screw you, Walmart. <laughs> but I'll still come back next year. <laughs> but that's just, that was really grating on my nerves is just school supplies.
1: Um, so my sister just dropped off school supplies for my nephew who's starting mm-hmm. pre-K, but she said um, she has to bring, not she has to, but people bring gifts in for teachers <gasps> starting the school what? year. I not do that. And I was like, are you supposed to? She's like, it's a thing. It's it's on social media. Everyone's like bringing a gift in for a teacher at the
2: start of the school year and I'm like, "What? Why do we have to do that?" Okay, I will say I'm very generous with gift-giving for teachers. I even included the lovely folks at my son's school who do the drop-off in the morning because that in and of itself is a feat. So, I even treat them to gifts, but for first day of mm-hmm. school. I don't even know if you're going to be good yet, lady. Uh, yeah. Isn't that like an end of the year thing? I'm a huge
0: teacher advocate. <laughs> yeah, love teachers.
2: Yeah, no, I agree.
0: But you got to earn that gift.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: What's happening? You here? could end up
2: being a monster like my pre K four teacher, who I still have nightmares about. So we're going to wait and see, Mrs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wait. I think I know that person.
0: Okay. Oh. Yeah. All right. Do you think
2: the whispers made it in?
0: (laughs) We'll find out, but I won't say my next part in case they did. Um, Yeah, no, I, so it would always be on on each class, especially in high school. You get to high school and each class has like, you need a binder and then you need a smaller binder and then need all this.
2: (laughs) You need a a one inch, a two inch, a four inch, and then a half inch and then another two inch, but it has to be red.
0: And I'm like, this is math, dude. And this is first period. And I already have a whole shopping list. and so.
2: (laughs) Bring back Trapper Keepers.
0: Yeah. All right.
2: Just call it a day. You get your one trapper keeper <laughs> and all your supplies are in there and we're done.
0: I wouldn't but like so my my mom would go out and, and buy the stuff and then you'd have to show them, like, I, I have this. And then I would never use it. Isn't and I just had one crazy? folder. Yes. I took one folder and my folder would be like this big. My <laughs> hands are very far apart for the folks at home. Yeah. Not my folder medium. would be fat and it, it and wouldn't even the, fit in the, the slits anymore. The
1: kid that just shoved the papers. In yeah. his backpack. I would
0: take the whole fat folder and just cram it into my bag and say, I'm not using your stupid binders. I'm not doing your homework. So why do I need the papers? And I'm not
2: doing homework. I'm not cutting my hair. I'm
0: not cutting I'm not my, my doing hair. The homework. I'm not doing any. I like. I. I'm just surviving here. <laughs> just let me. Let me coast through this, and uh, I won't give you trouble. I. I was a, a saint. I won't. I won't talk back. I won't do anything. I'll answer questions in class, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to do anything else. You just let me. Let me through <laughs> here, so and we're, we're likes cool. Everyone
1: has their own way of organizing their papers. And it, mine wasn't good. organized. Mine's well, no you, but like some people don't like binders. They yeah. just like notebooks. Like. It's such a waste sometimes.
0: You're and you're graded on it. I at least I always was. Like they'd be, this is your first grade is bringing in all this stuff.
2: Yeah, I do recall that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I so. like, okay, I don't know if that's the same anymore, but. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Anyway, that's my beef. I like everybody. It. I beef. back your beef. Okay, thank you. Um, okay. Alex didn't. I don't, yeah, no, I, Alex is. I know I did. I back inside. your beef too. She,
0: she's got binders right behind her right now. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh,
0: she brings a binder to this every every week. <laughs> she my, gave me a shopping next, list at the beginning of
1: it. <laughs> next rehearsal. My script will be in a binder. <laughs>
0: For all your lines, mm. yeah, yeah. Um, I have things to memorize.
1: Jared makes that joke every rehearsal.
0: I huh? yeah, I figured. <laughs> um, okay, my beef is oh, you have more. very very personal um, people who chew their fork when they're <gasps> eating something. I know. You already had a chewing beef. Yes, but there are so many forms of <laughs> chewing. I could come on here and say chewing. Chewing every week Agreed. is my number one pet peeve.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Keep your mouth shut. Stop flapping your gums. Don't talk. <laughs>
1: flapping your gums. Eat,
0: swallow, speak. <laughs> That's, I'll, I got to get a shirt that says that.
2: Eat, <laughs> swallow,
0: <laughs> <speak>. <laughs> But so many uh, times.
2: Director's gift <laughs> for everyone. Mark it down. <laughs> okay.
0: So many times I'll be sitting at at a dinner table or or out to eat. And and you the first time you notice it is the worst. And I'm hyper aware to any mouth noises somebody can make. I'm hyper aware of noises, and it's a problem. It's my problem. I understand that, but do I can't your help it. Do own
1: noises bother you?
0: Sometimes. Yeah, Sometimes. Do too. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but like I know how to control myself, so I'm not a freak. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so many people they'll they'll cut into whatever they're eating and just initially chomp down on the fork and drag on Mm-mm. that fork. Mm-mm. It's not good for your teeth. <laughs> Not good for the fork. It's going to wear not away to nothing. For the fork. <laughs> and it's not good for my ears. So let's...
1: Or if they scrape the fork against the dish.
0: Yeah, that one doesn't bother me as much. It
2: doesn't? It, that it's,
0: it's annoying, but it's like usually they're like, ooh, sorry about that. But they don't know that they're <laughs> chewing their fork. You're chewing metal right now. Get it? Just lips. Boom. Out. Until the fork's out. You don't use your teeth until the fork... Is out of your mouth or spoon. Same with a spoon. If you're chewing on a, sp- a spoon, though, you're just you're you're beyond help. <laughs> you gotta you gotta figure that one out. But never <laughs> use your teeth to scrape the stuff off the fork. You can do it with your lips. I yeah, sure No, can. agreed. I've been doing it my whole life. Yeah. So
2: yeah, no, I'm with you.
0: So that's that's my my big beef.
2: I back your beef. Thank you. Who did that mm-hmm. to you?
0: <laughs> so no, so many people. Like next time, next time you're out with anybody or or at the dinner table at home, just even if it doesn't bother you, just wait for it see Mm -hmm. if it happens and so many people just right out of their mouth some are louder than others of course but like once i notice it i won't not ever notice it again so it's like I, i try to just speed through my food so we can like move to a different situation and i don't have to watch that happen
2: yeah i have said on numerous occasions that if i were to commit murder which i'm not going to everybody but if i were it would be because of someone's chewing
0: absolutely me too.
2: Chewing or wow. slurping, me one too. million percent.
0: Slurping, oof, horrible. The slurping. Gum, gum might be the worst oh. invention ever. I love it. I got a pack. In my, I, I got a pack on me right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: But I I understand how to chew a piece of gum, and so <laughs> few people do. So what uh, gum do you have? Oh, let me let me pull this guy out. <laughs> I got a lot of stuff in my pocket right now. My pocket's my new backpack. Uh, extra long-lasting flavor, Polar Ice.
3: Polar nice,
2: yeah, okay,
0: um, but like I keep my mouth closed, you and i like don't trident? it's not your job to chew your gum when you put a piece in it's not your job i every single person i've seen <laughs> they'll put a piece in and go <clears throat> <laughs> it's not your job it's not your job you you put it in to enjoy it it's like a, a lax activity, <laughs> you can forget it, you leave it in there and slosh around a little bit and don't <laughs> don't constantly go to t- go to work on it. It's like that's why you're only getting thirty minutes out of your piece of gum because you are working it.
3: Right. That's right.
0: why your jaw's sore.
2: Okay.
0: Let's let's stop doing that. Let it float around a little bit and not. Yeah. You
2: wouldn't need that TMJ device at night. <laughs> exactly. If you didn't chomp so hard. Exactly. On your gum. Okay.
0: Your jaws would also probably yeah. be better if you weren't chewing metal all the time.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm Roots here to help. To live by.
0: I'm a you man heard of it here first, <laughs> right.
1: everybody. Do we back his beef? I, I think, back. I think we back. Yeah. Your yeah. yeah, we back your behavior. Yeah. So just
0: notice. Just next time, if you don't notice the gum thing, uh, maybe you won't ever notice anything. But uh, the fork thing, yeah. Just just wait and see. Okay. It's brutal. <laughs> once One once I once I gonna, notice, I'm, I'm fixated watch you on and it.
1: You're
0: gonna do it. I don't. I I assure you, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I eat. A look at me. I eat a lot of food. I'm experienced. <laughs> I never chew my fork. I Never in my life chew my fork. It's like talking...
1: plastic fork.
0: No. I don't chew. I, that is a device to get it to my mouth. That is not my food. I'm very aware and just whoop, slurp it off without making a sound.
2: Lips only, people. Lips
0: only. <laughs> you learn that as a baby when you have no teeth and you're, you're, <laughs> you're sucking down your, your applesauce or whatever. Do that, but, but with normal food now. And then chew once it's in your mouth and keep your mouth shut. Hold off on the conversation and then speak.
1: For people who chew with their mouth open
0: yeah that's, all of it all uh, that's gross the everyone chewing is is my my beef. if I didn't have to chew i wouldn't I would prefer not to chew. I'd prefer everyone not to chew because it's it's a foul <laughs> thing, and it <laughs> it's it, it, that's my number one beef that's my pet peeve that will always be my number one beef okay. so behind any other beef I bring out, it is that
1: okay okay. good to know.
2: Right. Yep. Now everyone's going to be super self-conscious. I hope Around
0: so. DJ. I really, like, except, like, like, Carla would always say, like, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm really trying not to. I'm like, no. Like, uh, well, like, when, I, when I'm with someone like that, it's like, no, like, you can chew however you want to chew. Let it, let her rip. But, like, other I'll, people. i let you know. <laughs> other people, like, no. Okay, come on. I barely like you. Now you're chewing like this. <laughs> come on. Now we're done. <laughs>
1: Okay. All right. All right. A lot of shoe talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: it's because it's a disgusting thing. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm, what's I'm ready. I'm ready what's to transition. Uh, okay, Catherine, let's <laughs> let's transition everything to you now.
2: Hour three. Hour three. <laughs> um,
0: how did you get your start in acting? Not even with the theater. Just how did you know that you were going to be a performer?
2: Well, it's funny because I I recently listened to Jill Anderson's episode, and uh, our stories are super similar. I feel like a lot of people can relate to this, but I was... I mean, you know, of course, my parents say I, like, flew out of the womb, you know, singing and dancing. (laughs) Not hard to believe. (laughs) (laughs) Here I am. (laughs) I don't think it really, like, struck them. I don't come from, like, a theater family, you know, nothing like that. So my... I think I was in third grade, third or fourth grade, similar to Jill. Hi, Jill. Um, <laughs> my music teacher in elementary school, Miss um, Race, she kind of plucked, you know, plucked the sound out and, uh, you know, pulled my mom aside and just said, like, do, you know, gather and sing, you know, just want to let you know. Um, and she just started, like, featuring me in little solos and stuff like that. And, um, you know, before long, I was, like, starring in everything that the elementary school was putting on. Um, and, you know, started, she, like, convinced my mom to get me in voice lessons in fifth grade. And um, and actually, the voice lessons are what led me to Ghostlight. All right. Wow. So it all comes full circle. But, how, how did that um, yeah. happen? So my voice teacher, her name was Audrey Strong. Yeah, okay. And she was friends with... Your mom, yep. With De- I'm pointing, I'm pointing at DJ. So friends <laughs> with Debbie, um, and somehow decided she was. I don't think she had ever been in a show with Ghostlight before, um, but decided that she was going to audition for Oliver. This was in 1995. That's right. And <laughs> she, you know, asked me. She said, "I think this would be a really good opportunity for you." I was, I think, going into. I think it was like my sixth to seventh grade summer um or seventh to eighth i can't remember but she said you know i think this would be a great opportunity for you you've done some plays in school and whatnot but like i think this would be really great for you to get involved in some you know like community theater with some other people and um so so i i did i tried out she ended up playing um miss mrs no not mrs bumble mrs bumble Is that a character? Mr. Bumble is. I don't know. But she ended up with like a pretty (laughs) sizable part. She was such a delightful woman, um, beautiful voice. And uh, I ended up in the children's ensemble of Oliver. Huge ensemble. Tons of kids in that show. And the rest is history. That was my start. So really like it all one thing all led to another and it it all kind of brought me here
0: that's that's awesome mm-hmm. what were like some of like the the kid roles that you started off playing
2: so my my first like I, one of my first performances was in like fifth grade, and I had like a lead in like a did you guys have dare? Yeah, The D.A.R.E. program. Mm -hmm. So we had to do like a .A D.A.R.E. performance or whatever. And somehow it got turned into a musical. I don't know if it was supposed to be or if she was just like, I need to have Catherine sing (laughs) in the show. Um, But I ended up like playing like some main part in that and a couple other, you know, funny things. And then as I got into like middle school, that's when I really started doing actual real plays, musicals. Um, I started, I think my first... Three shows with Ghostlight. This was back when um, we were still based out of the uh, Colonel Payne Center. Um, I did. I was doing mostly like ensemble roles. So I did Oliver. um, I wrote these all down the other day because I know I was coming on the podcast. (laughs) Um, Meet me in St. Louis. I had one line in Meet Me in St. Louis, and you would have thought I was the star of the show. <laughs> and I got to say it to the boy that everybody had a crush on. Um, Do you remember your line? My line was, "Oh, Lon." <laughs> <laughs> that was it. That was the big. That was the big line. Um, and I remember getting so embarrassed and flushed every time I had to like walk out with him and say this line. Who was it? Jim Lawrence was his name. His father was a uh a Sabres player. Oh wow. Ooh. Um he played Oliver in Oliver and uh uh yeah, everybody loved him. Remember I was telling you DJ like we should do an episode on like young love and the Yeah, theater? yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um it, it was I think like from Oliver to Meet Me in St. Louis and then I think yeah, to Sound of Music. He was in Sound of Music too. Um he was just like the it guy um i took
0: that over it's okay uh,
2: clearly, clearly <laughs> yeah. um, you, weren't, you weren't even a twinkle in anyone's eye at that time um and yeah so that was that was my first big line with Ghostlight, and then i did uh sound of music and i played uh i was one of the nuns oh and then i played then my parts got even bigger i played like the kind of crazy i can't remember if i was supposed to be like I can't remember if I was supposed to be German or Austrian. I can't remember what, but <laughs> I came out in like the, when they're giving out the awards at the big, the big festival. Yes, yeah, And yeah. I was like, ba- you know, I had to like bow numerous times and I was like, you know, I think I was saying Dankeschön. So i might, yeah, I was like, Dankeschön, Dankeschön. <laughs> I was like <laughs> waving and thinking. And that was like my next big role, you know, in like freshman year of, of high school. Didn't um, Vanessa
0: did that last year. That time was in did 2010. It. Yes, when we yeah, did it again. yeah. This
2: was back in 98. Right. 99. Ninety-seven, <laughs> something like that. Ninety-seven. I, I was think.
0: just making sure I was like in on the same show. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Yes. So
2: I was paying my dues. I was, yeah. you know, playing some some ensemble stuff and swinging in my couple lines, and then I did uh, Christmas Carol. I was a caroler, um, and and then I was like, all right, come on, people, let's get me in there. <laughs> and uh, I came right before my sophomore year, I think, or. Maybe this the summer between my sophomore and junior year of high school. I tried out for Oklahoma, and uh, uh, your I can't remember if your dad was directing it. I think he was. Um, they cast me as Lori, which is for anyone that doesn't know Oklahoma, the lead character. I was fifteen, and the guy they cast as Curly was twenty-five. Ugh. Wow. Your father, I'll never forget it, told my mother after, like, he saw her, like, after one of the performances. I think we did the show at at, at NT High School. I think this is when we were in the high school. He said, I did not realize that Catherine was only 15. I think if I knew that at the time of audition or remembered how old she was, I never would have cast her. (laughs) He's like, she did great, and I'm glad she did it. But I would have been like, 15. She can't play this part, especially with this old dude, you know? Right. 25 um but uh yeah so i had to i had to give him a little smooch
3: which i think really
2: grossed me out because he was much older um but that was the my first opportunity and then it just kind of spiraled from there no pun intended (laughs) um and yeah i just i kept doing shows until i went off to college and then i took a little hiatus after that but
0: when did you come back like I, cause I remember hearing about you, uh, just, I don't, I, that, I, I don't have a timeline of this, but I remember yeah. everyone would t- always talk about Catherine, Catherine, Catherine. And then like you came back and did a bunch of stuff and I was like, okay, yeah.
2: Yeah. So I did, you know, tons of shows. Obviously at my high school I was super involved, but then my summers were always dedicated to Ghostlight. Yeah. My friends would be doing stuff in Kenton, um, you know, doing summer musical stuff there. And I was like, nope, my summers are for Ghostlight. And I did uh, shows every summer through my summer before I went to college. And that's when we did Sleepy Hollow. Okay. No, no, no. Anna Green Gables. That's a lie. Sleepy Hollow is before senior year. And then we did Anna Green Gables. Another one that should not be a musical <laughs> and was. Um, <laughs> yeah. Why? Really strange. Um, so I was in that. And then I, I went to college at Fredonia for vocal performance. After a semester, I was like, I th- hate singing. <laughs> like, I, You know, they're ma- this is making me hate singing yeah. and music. Right. Um, but I stayed super involved in the music department after I switched majors. Uh, you know, did vocal jazz and chamber singers and all this stuff. So I, I really had a great musical experience there. But then I would come home for summers and I had to work. You know, I had to make money to bring back to school with me. And I just didn't have time to do the shows. And, um, and then I think over time, I was doing no theater. I graduated college. I went to get my master's at UB. That was through 2006. So still I was like just busy and just I think I was starting to feel a little bit insecure about like getting back into it after so long. Right. And then I would still come and see shows and stuff. But I think it was 2008. Um, I started doing some some shows with another theater company. I can't remember. Oh. I do remember another voice teacher told me about that. I started I started vocal lessons again when I was in like my mid 20s and my voice teacher, who was also my high school music teacher, said, I'm auditioning for this show. It was City of Angels is the musical. That's a cool musical, but it's really, really tough music. Um, so he's like, do you want to you know, audition for it, too? And I was like, mm, sure, I guess. like, uh, Let's give it a go. And i that's how I got back into theater. After a couple years of, of dabbling in some musicals and stuff with them, I decided, okay, it's my time to return. So it had been 10 years wow. since I had done a show with Ghostlight. And I felt so nervous, so out of the game. Like, uh, Like I said, I'd come to see shows. I was still friends with everybody. I would see people. But... I felt like, am I still part of the gang? You know, am am I still part of this family? And um, I came back, auditioned for Sound of Music, um, had callbacks. It was so nerve wracking. I was like, you know, this is not going to happen. Brought my BFF, Dan Zerpa, um, who from the other theater, I said, come and audition for Sound of Music. Wouldn't it be amazing if we could play the leads together? And sure enough, we got cast as Captain Von Trapp and Maria with jill anderson and danny torres and um the whole whole awesome crew of kids and uh it was an incredible i wouldn't have had my return to Ghostlight any other way it was a magical summer a wonderful show we really did have such a family connection and vibe um and then i just And then I never left. (laughs) So, yeah.
0: What was after that? I I don't remember. That was 2010, right?
2: Yeah. So the summer after, there was one I think I skipped in there. Fiddler. Fiddler. Yeah. I think I I skipped Fiddler. I'm not a Fiddler fan. I came to see it a couple times. Loved it. Zerpa was great. All the (laughs) characters. Everyone was great, but it just wasn't my thing.
0: Not my thing Um,
2: either. I also believe it was the first summer that my now husband and I were dating. Okay. So I think it was one of those, I want to spend all my time with him, right. you know, <laughs> um, and uh, I think that had something to do with it, too. And then the next summer, I came back and did Oklahoma, or maybe it was the opposite. Did I do Oklahoma first, then Fiddler? Then there was Fiddler? I don't know. Somewhere in there, yeah, yeah. we did Oklahoma. <laughs> um, and then Godspell, Nonsense. I was dabbling in some other shows, too, with Rocking Horse and and some other stuff um, because I was just doing musicals. Like, I really wanted to do musicals. Now I'm like, give me all the plays. Um, But then I had my first in all the years I had never done a fall thriller. And I'm a Halloween freak. So the fact that and I bizarre. loved the thrillers, I would come to see as many as I could. I was obsessed with them. The Silver Lady was always my favorite. I saw it the first time it was done back in like 96, something like that. Was obsessed with it. And finally decided to audition for my first fall thriller, which was uh, Spiral Staircase. It was yeah. my first ever yeah. fall thriller.
0: I oh, wow. I was getting ramped up for you to talk about the other <laughs> one, and I forgot Spiral Staircase was before that. Yeah,
2: so Spiral Staircase was first, then Deep End of the Dark.
0: That's the one I I, I completely mm-hmm. forgot about Spiral Staircase, yep. the show that we're in right now. And yeah, yeah, I loved the I loved Spiral Staircase back in twenty twelve twenty eleven. Yeah, I loved that. But yeah, Deep End of the Dark was like who was the cast was of
2: Spiral Staircase back then? Um, so I played Nurse Barker. Um, the lovely Amanda Woomer Limpert played um, Helen. Mm. Um, Carolyn Woomer played Mrs. Oates. Um, Julie Sanko played Mrs. Warren. Um,
0: Mark Don, played the constable. Mark
2: played the constable. Don played um, Professor. Um, Trey played Dr. Perry, and Mike Dempsey. Mike Dempsey played uh, Stephen. That's it. That's eight, right? Yeah. That's all of them, I believe, yeah. That was a great cast, too. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It
0: left a uh, mark on me, for sure. I remember watching it back then and loving it.
2: Yeah, it was a cool first thriller to be in. But then Deep End of the Dark, I mean, nothing. I just, I loved Deep End of the Dark so much. It tested my acting ability. Jill talked about this a little bit. On her, I I I said I think Alex, I was telling you yesterday. I was like, I feel like Jill and I have so much of the same story. My little my little Jill, um, I have always been sort of a singer first, mm-hmm. actor second, and it it would bother me. I was like, I don't think I'm really a good actor. <laughs> like I don't feel like I'm giving it my all. I'm always I always I couldn't be vulnerable. I just felt like I always had walls up, and you know. Give put a song in front of me and I was like, okay, this is my thing. I can yeah. play this. I can do this. But when it came to acting, I just, I, I've struggled. And something about Deep End of the Dark just brought it out of me to play the character I played. And I won't give any spoilers, obviously. But um, it, it challenged me in ways I had never been challenged before. And I just wanted to do, it was the the world premiere. Like I wanted yeah. to do such a good job. For Don and for the cast and for the audience and for me, really. Yeah. And uh, I think that's why it holds such a special place for me because I felt like, oh, I think I actually can act. (laughs) I think I might be able to act at, you know, finally in my 30s. I was like, okay, I can do this.
1: Who Who was your character in Deep End of the Dark? Her name was
0: Miriam, I think. Do you want to, because we talked about it a lot. Do you want to explain it? Yeah, the story. So,
2: Deep End of the Dark is a story about two couples that go on a camping trip on an island. <laughs> camping on an island, and for some reason, they're the only people that are there camping. I can't remember why exactly. Um, and there is also one additional character who is the like groundskeeper um, of the of the camp site, camp island. And um, slowly people start to disappear from the group and just aren't returning back to the campsite um, until there's one left at
0: the end. Mm-hmm. And
2: uh, it's the state, the the set was phenomenal. I am a really bad um, s- stage crew. Like, I'm not a great set crew person, you know, I'm not always the one to show up on Saturdays. I'm very open and honest about that. (laughs) When I do come, I feel clueless. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, I can do a lot of things, but I just feel lost sometimes at crew. Um, But I remember walking in to rehearsal, like, you know, the week before tech runs or whatever, and I was like, what happened? Like, where did this come from? There is a there is a forest on our on our stage like these are real trees. There's real leaves. There's re- like what there's there was tents that had been pitched. It was just incredible. But it, it was completely transformed. And I think when people came to see the show, they felt so drawn into that. And it was just not I've. there's nothing like it. It was so cool. It was so cool. Just such a awesome show
0: that's my favorite set ever and and see i, I had the same reaction cuz i obviously didn't nothing back then with, with set crew and i walked in i was like oh my god it's an actual forest yeah so cool
2: I'm not gonna lie. Did were, did I encounter some spiders? Yeah. <laughs> did I encounter a couple bugs? Ooh, giant like,
1: spiders. Yeah,
2: I had a couple, of, but not like you would expect. I was thinking, oh my god, is this place gonna be like overrun? I think they had like treated and sprayed stuff and whatever before they brought it in. I think, um, but you know, so that part kind of I was like, mm, what am I gonna find here? But for the most part, you know, it was all good. And just the sound of the leaves crinkling yep. under your feet That's and. Cool i mean super super cool super cool and my favorite memory from that show is when your mom dj (laughs) fell in the middle it's my favorite i think memory ever (laughs) i've encountered new i've encountered julie falling that's a whole other story like (laughs) off of an entire house on the nt stage um but your mom fell in the middle of a scene when the four of us were on stage. It was uh, Mark Woomer, myself, Don and Debbie. And she was like supposed to be walking off stage. I think she's supposed to be going pee in the woods or something. Yeah. And she tripped and and fell flat on her face in in front of all of us and we just stared at her <laughs> in the middle of a show none of us went to help her none of us moved we just i think we're all holding back like are we all going to pee our pants laughing Is she hurt? Should we help her? And the way, she's going to kill me for telling this, the way she got up, and her character was like a little bit boozy anyway, so it sort of made sense. She kind of said something like, oh, must have been the beers, you know, or whatever. But the way she had to get herself up was like full butt. Shot to the audience, like on all fours, and I just stood there in absolute horror, shock, delight. I don't know what it was, but when we got off stage after that, like, I think I don't know if I've ever laughed so hard in my entire life. I and she was like. Could anyone help me? Like, you just stared at me like I was an alien. And we were like, you sort of were in that moment. We don't really know what to tell you. She's fallen so many times. But um, that was one where I just, I can remember clearly us just staring at her. Like, no one's moving. What do we do? Um, and, yeah, just her whole butt, the whole audience just got a little shot of <laughs> Debbie's took us. Not for the first time and definitely wasn't the uh, no, last. No. Yeah, so that was just a lot of good memories from that show. It was awesome. <laughs>
0: she's too much. She's too yeah. much. Yeah, no, she's hilarious. Definitely yeah. not the first time and definitely was not the last. It's become a familiar sight yeah. to the audiences.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, And actually, I think that was the first time I'd ever been on stage with your mother. Really? Uh-huh.
0: That shocks me.
2: Yep, because she wasn't in the musicals, which right. was usually what I was in. She wasn't in Spiral Staircase. She wasn't in the the holiday shows I had been in up until then. And to be on stage with that whole group with Jesse, your parents and Mark, and me—I'm like really. Um, the, you know, I think I was telling you this yesterday, DJ. Like the people I'd grown up watching and admiring, and just like it—that was also I think another reason why it just sticks with me as like my favorite show.
0: Yeah. Well, you definitely held your own, for sure. Because like I, I remember the whole last part, and I, I've read it multiple times. Yeah. Because uh, I would love to do it again at some point. And, I mean, yeah, you, I, memories of, of everything came back, and and it was fantastic. I won't give anything away, but like, yeah, I thought it was a really great cast.
2: Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Anywho, <laughs> when was the last time this was done? I feel like almost ten years ago. Thirteen.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of those. I think
2: next year it'll be ten years. I think it was 14. So it, it's back in a possibility.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I we we've talked about it. My dad and I have both talked about it quite a bit. And I I want to get my shot to do that set and just go crazy. Yeah. Bring in every branch, every tree.
2: <laughs> cut
0: down a full tree and bring it in.
2: That's yeah, that's pretty much what it was. Yeah. Yeah, super cool. But then um but then I got to do Silver Lady. Yeah. Uh which Like I mentioned, was my that was like the fall thriller of all fall thrillers to me, and to see it all those years ago, twenty something years ago, I'm I'm boring
0: DJ. You guys, no, I my mom said the same thing. I've yawned in every single person's episode. Mm -hmm.
1: Have you?
3: I just worked a full
0: shift. No, it's either we're either here at nine in the morning, or I literally just worked my full shift at at my job. And I definitely yawn. Very exhausted in
1: these ones that are not Sundays.
0: Yeah. What do you well, think Sundays, we were doing all in day, in Deej? I know. <laughs> I, you feel free to yawn, please. <laughs>
2: I actually have yawned a couple times. <laughs> I think I have, I'm too. Tired. It's your body's way of getting oxygen. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but Silver Lady, that was cool. That was really cool to be in. And the character I got to play was, like, yeah. awesome. And I told you, like, I loved that we got to be in a show together. Yeah. Um, that was a cool cast, too. And that was my first show after I had my son, Damon. Um, and that was the last show I did until this one. That's insane. I did a couple of, like, fundraising things through COVID and stuff like that, but um, that was in fall of
0: 2019.
2: Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Did you
0: see that? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: that's so cool. Mm -hmm. I'm glad we get to do a show together. Yeah, it was,
2: that was a fun one. But yeah, then I haven't haven't done anything. I haven't done anything. You know, I've just been being a mom and (laughs) doing all those things and- Um, you know, focusing on my career and it's, you know, it just I think one of the things that you know, I I try to talk about with, like, people in the theater community is try and have discussions with other parents who struggle the way I do to find that balance of how do I keep this thing I love so much and that makes me me? Like, how do I keep this relevant in my life while balancing all of the other things that I have going on? And I think One thing that's hard, too, is that I don't have a theater family Mm -hmm. like we don't my my wonderful stepkids. I love them so much. They've come to see shows with me. I've taken them to the theater, but they are not theater kids. You know, my husband, Steve, super supportive, like, you know, every time I'm like, I I think it's time for me to do a show. You know, he's always like, okay, let's let's do it. You know, you go and whatever. We'll figure it out. But it is hard when they're not the family that comes to the theater with you, you know, that aren't in the shows with you, that aren't, you know, involved in that way. Um, Because then, you know, I gain that time for me, but I lose that time with them. So it is definitely a balance. And and I I have to be a little more choosy in this time in my life about which shows I'm going to do and what I'm going to come out for. Um, You know, there's times when I can't even come and see a show that's going on just because of. Kids parties and, you know, commitments where I'm just like, it's my one day and I'm tired. Yeah. Um, mama's tired. But, <laughs> you know, I think the thing that's so great about this company is that I can keep coming back till I die. You know, yeah. like, there will never there's never going to be a. Oh, Catherine, you're you're no longer welcome. I mean, at least not for <laughs> unless I did something horrible. <laughs> right. But right, right. <laughs> I've never faced that. I've never felt. You know, guilt tripped or or anything like that. You know, I beat myself up sometimes about not being able to do all the things or, um, you know, show up to all the crews or you know whatever. But I just know like I'm gonna give my whole heart and everything to this performance, to my character, to being the best, you know, person and actor I can be. And you know, I'll, I'll give as much as I can, and I'll and I'll always do that. And if I can't, then I won't. I won't do a show. Right. You know, so, yeah, so I just I wanted I wanted to say that because I want people to know that might feel like they're in the same boat that I I can empathize. And, you know, it's OK to, you know, find it difficult to make those those decisions. And it's also OK to choose you sometimes, you know, right, to right. fill your own cup. And I that's a point I got to, like maybe a month ago, and I had already been toying around with the uh, with the possibility of auditioning for this show or doing a couple, you know, shows this season. And I just like a month ago, I think I turned to to Steve and a couple of my friends and I was just like, I gotta do a show like I'm struggling. I'm like, who am I without my kids without my job? Like, who am I like what's bringing me joy? And not that those things don't. But what's just for me?
0: Yeah, right. No, you that's know? important for sure.
2: Super important. And, you know, to use that, like, annoying analogy that you have to put your own oxygen mask on first. I mean, it really is true. And I was feeling super burnt out and super, like, unmotivated and uninspired. And I was like, yeah, I'm missing something. And, you know, it's been really good to get back to this and, like, be back to family with so many new people, too, that I right. haven't worked with and and don't know. That's been really fun. Um, so thank you for the opportunity, DJ, to well, thanks, be in this show. Thanks
0: for coming out. It's been fun working with everyone. We were talking last time how the rehearsal process has been nice because it's not 40 people yeah. in yeah. Sweeney Todd, or it's the smallest cast I've ever worked with in yeah. my life. So it's been I've enjoyed that a lot, yeah. and we're all like fine. Like we'll we'll try different things. We'll change whatever we got to change, change on the fly, and that's been really nice to to have. Yeah. How has this experience of Spiral been different from 10 oh, years yeah. ago?
2: You know, I think I think like personally I'm just in a different place and yeah. I do feel more confident in my abilities and I feel more vulnerable to say like I've said to you I've said to you I've said to the cast like am I do I feel right like let me try this thing with my character let me like I feel like when I did Spiral Staircase the last time and played the nurse like I just wasn't confident in my acting ability and wasn't confident in like figuring out who the character was I was just like man she's the nurse you know and I think like Casey who's playing the nurse now is doing such a good job of finding like She's not just the nurse. She's an important... All eight people in the show are critical characters Mm -hmm. or else they wouldn't be in the show. Right. You know? Like, they just... They wouldn't... They cut out characters from the movie and stuff like that. Um, And so I, I think that that was... is kind of my biggest gripe when I look back at, like... Personally, I don't feel like I was, you know, vulnerable enough or skilled enough as an actor to, like, give it my all. But I loved the rest of the cast, like... I truly just, it was, that was great. And I think the other thing, too, is, like, I mean, I get very sentimental about you Swartz kids, um, especially you, DJ. Like, there's something about seeing you. I was around before any of you were born. Right. You know, and I know there's there's a few others, you know, that are in the same boat, but seeing you now as like a fully formed adult human (laughs) taking on the role that you're taking on and seeing the fresh life that you're breathing into the show. And again, I've heard other people say it. It's not that there's, there was anything wrong. It's not like a, a regime change or like anything, you know, it's, it's still, it's still the ghost light. You know, we still have that feeling, that vibe, but there's something so cool about watching you bring in, some of these fresh ideas and looking at things a different way and having you like be my director, you yeah. know? Like that is so wild to me. Like DJ's my director. Like, <laughs> and, and but you're so good. You're giving things that I'm like, oh yeah. Like yeah, DJ. Yeah. I totally get <laughs> like you're right. I totally get it. And um I, I have total respect for you as you know a director and as a, a creative visionary and all the things and i've seen the work you've been doing that's phenomenal but i think that is like a little crazy for me to, yeah, to be in that I, yeah. position but it's cool it's cool
0: thank you for that i appreciate yeah. that
2: yeah, you're doing great things. Thank you, <laughs> and thank so, you. so are you, Alex.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah, and I, I have to say, you're—it's very comfortable having you as a scene partner. Oh, yeah, I love that. Thank yeah. you.
2: Yeah, I um, I—it's funny because Alex, like, I'd heard you on the podcast. I, you know, <laughs> I'd seen you in in a couple shows. So, like, I. I sort of felt like I knew you, you know, and then I show up and I'm like, oh, but like Alex doesn't know me. She doesn't know right. me from a hole in the wall, you know. So I think sometimes I walk in after seeing, and I'm, I'm not, everyone feels this way. You see people in shows and you're like, we're friends. They're <laughs> like, no, I'm not. They have no clue who I am. Um, and uh, so it's, it's, it's been fun to like put a face, face and me. a personality yeah. and all of those things to the voice that, you know, I've heard and. Um. Yeah, it's just, it's been cool. It's been cool to meet all the new people and lots of great talent. Yeah. Lots of great talent.
0: Yeah, my, my dad was saying, like, it's a whole new cast. Yeah. Like, this whole thing is, is new. And so he hasn't seen it. He won't see it until Tech Run. So I'm excited for that. He doesn't know anything that I could be burning the place down when he's away. <laughs> so uh. grateful for that trust. And nice. I'm excited for him to see it.
2: I will tell you what's super weird is, like, I'm, like, the old person in the cast, which is not, like, I'm not used to that. And I'm even, like, the other day when I made a reference about the movie Big and everyone, like, no one except VJ knew what that movie was. And I was like, I am the old person in the cast at 12 years old when I started in this theater company. I never thought I would be the old person. Um, So, yeah, so that is kind of trippy. I'm like... I'm making old people references. <laughs> this is weird. Uh, so that I think is very different as well. A different <laughs> dynamic that I'm figuring out. It doesn't feel like
0: anybody's out. old like it just feels like we're just yeah. we're just all hanging out creating a show. Like I don't know. It all it it feels comfortable and that's what's what's strange about you, I guess, is that you said like you, you felt like you're you're not comfortable with you weren't comfortable with your your acting. And like I feel like you're so natural and yeah, just like, that's why I, you I, just do it,
1: yeah, I'm saying it it's comfortable having you as a scene partner because you make me feel comfortable it's just like it seems like you are confident in what you're doing, I hope so, yeah,
0: like <laughs> you came so. in and like just had it and I, and like that's what i I knew from auditions like I'm like I'm very confident that she'll just she'll come in and and have this and we'll just take it in whatever direction we want to take it in. Yeah. and you did and I'm like, okay, like that's what you can. Scope out the vets from some of the new people who like will take two three rehearsals to get there, which is nothing wrong with with either way. Mm-hmm. But like, it's so cool to have like it, you're a, a big part of making this happen because you are making people feel comfortable. And there is that like, okay, like we we have Catherine here, so if I miss a boat on something, um, I I know that everyone feels comfortable because yeah. you're you when you're on stage, like you you can tell like you're 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 the vet. You're taking you're I know you you, like what Ali said, you're making everyone feel comfortable.
2: I hope so. I mean, I always hope that I, you know, I help other people feel comfortable and open and all of those things and, you know, in life and on stage and (laughs) and all the things. Um, But yeah, it's, you know, I've always sort of had this like facade of I can get up there and and be really confident. But, you know, inside I have definitely I've always had a bit of imposter syndrome where I'm like. I know I can sing. I'm not going to, I've never been one of those people who's like, stop. I can't, I I can sing. Like, I know I can sing. But the acting has always been that, you know, kind of thorn in my side a little bit where I'm like, I want to be so good. And like when I'm up there, sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't feel good right now. But I think that's okay. Not everyone's going to be perfect all the time. um, Or ever, you know? Um, But I think that's okay to like, Struggle through it sometimes and be open enough and be aware enough to go, well I didn't feel so good tonight, you know, like Tuesday night this week didn't feel I didn't feel so great, I was like blaming it on the full moon and like all this stuff, you <laughs> right, know, right, right. yeah, but I was like I felt off tonight, you know, and then when we came back the next night, I just came in with like a fresh perspective and I was like okay like i'm I'm just I'm just gonna go for it. I'm gonna play around with some things, and there were parts where I felt really good. There were parts where I didn't, but I'm like, that's okay. Like we're working it out. That's yeah. what this is about. And I think self awareness as an actor is so so important. And if you don't have enough awareness to to know when you're not, when you're maybe not doing so hot, yeah, like, yeah. um, then you know that's when we run into to problems. So yeah. I hope I never lose that self-awareness, but I'd also like to be a little more confident in my, my ability.
0: Well, no, you're, you're great. I mean, you really like it. It's fun to watch you mm-hmm. and you change stuff. And like, that's what I love. I love to work with people like that who are, there are so many people who are just like, I need to get this set in stone and I will never yeah. change a movement. And that's fine. That's how they do it. But, like, it's fun to work with someone like you, who's just like, I'll try that. Let me try that. Let me try this. Let me try this. Um, it's so much fun to like create something. It feels like you have a little more room to, to breathe and, and, create something that's living and changing constantly. Yeah.
2: I feel like this whole cast is is like yes, that. Yes, no, whole like, this whole cast yeah. is very
0: open to changing anything at any point. So that's been really great too.
2: Yeah and saying like everyone has had a moment where they're like, did was that what did that feel like? <laughs> was that okay? I don't know. Like let me try something different and you do definitely do not always find that. Like, so I I think think... that, that this, is, this has really been fun and and cool, and I think, one of the things, DJ, I love about your directing style is that you you give very clear direction on people's actual acting. This is nothing against any director I've ever worked with, but I've had instances where I've gone, <laughs> there was in Les Mis, I, I was telling you, you that I was in Les Mis. Yeah. Um, played Fontaine, role of a lifetime amazing stellar cast you know people that are like very big in the buffalo theater district and all stuff were in the show it was great it was it was the best but when i watched the video back of me singing i dreamed a dream at the facial expressions i made and i thought to myself why didn't anyone tell me i looked like that (laughs) like i look like an insane person i looked so over the top and and maybe it didn't read that way from right, farther on right. the audience i don't know but i was like sometimes i feel like w- were they afraid to tell me it looked like that again i could just be being totally hard on myself but i was like someone needed to tell me to like tone it down and you always go be real mm-hmm. yeah just like be real, you know? I mean, yes, it's theater, so you have to give a little more than you would in, like, a TV scene, you know, because people have to read your expressions and all that, but I love that you keep reiterating that. Like, just make it feel real. Yeah. You know? You don't have to be this insane, overly animated... Like, my character sort of just is by nature, but... Um, but you're still
0: keeping it natural and keeping yeah. it grounded. And that's... I Like, I, I called you out because it felt real... like. You could very easily take that and run completely over the top and yeah. everyone would be laughing. But like, OK, come on. Like, let's be serious. And you're not. So, like, if you can keep it grounded in in this kind of funny performance, then everybody else needs to follow that. And we need to to, to be set in that place. And as you said, like Tuesday, you have those days every every show. Yeah. And I remember for Frankenstein, I sat the whole cast down, too, and like, guys, that – I know what you're all capable of. That's why you're all here. Right. This, this ain't it. And uh, <laughs> yesterday was, was great. And like, yeah,
1: it just felt way better. Than yeah. Uh, yeah. And
0: it's sure. always the day after. So I'm so appreciative of casts that you can sit down and be like, okay, off day. Let's, let's get to work yeah. tomorrow and, and change what we didn't like. And, and everybody did. Everybody came in with a new perspective, as you said. And, And that was fantastic to to be a part of, for sure. You
2: know what's key to, I think, to this show in particular? And this is the first one I've been in that you're directing. So obviously I don't have experience with your direction of of other shows. But what I love that we're doing is it's very... You're the director, and we all know that. But it's very collaborative. Yes. Even when we're trying to problem-solve well, how does she get the key? Or yeah. how does, like, we're all just problem-solving, brainstorming, like, shooting things out that, like, maybe this will work. And you're, you, ha- you don't have ego around that. You're not saying, shut up, everybody. Yeah. I'll figure, yeah, it, right, out. Right. Me, figure it out. You know? And it, And if you did do that, I mean, I guess that's your prerogative. But, like, is everyone going to feel comfortable, like, doing their best for you and with each right. other when, like, you're not open to even hearing us out and you get so much further when you, of course, at some point you got to go, all right, it's been like the other day, I think we all went in so many directions with like the one scene of like how he was going to get into the kitchen yes. and whatever. And you were like, I just got to like walk away and think about it. Yeah. And then you did. And then you figured it out. Right. Um. So sometimes that's needed, but I think that that's really important. So all of you directors out there that are listening, <laughs> take that lead that like that collaborative experience, especially with a smaller cast like this. Um, you really get, like, people feel like they have a true stake in the game of what the final output yeah. is going to look like, feel like, be like, other than just you and your performance. Right. And that's awesome.
0: I think I think it's really important, and we talked about it when Carla was on, and, and, and usually every guest, like, they'll say that, and I'm appreciative that it's, like, picked up on, because, like, I don't want people to think I'm just like, yeah, well, you stand here, and you stand here. Let me, I don't know what I'm doing. I've read the script multiple times. I have all my drawings laid out. But, like, it's so important that everybody gets their say. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't want to create that. Like, nope, you do your, th- you do what I, exactly what I tell you to do. Cause I, I, I could. And, mm-hmm. and I'm sure there are directors out there who do that. Like, no, you have to lift your hand here and do this. But, like, how many bits have, have we come up with on the spot of just tossing your way and are so funny and yeah. just. Our, our great moment of, of lightheartedness in this that I probably just wouldn't have thought of when I'm alone in, in my script. Yeah. So like, those are so important I think. And yeah. that's what I want to keep doing as a director.
2: It's such a, um, a, a value and passion. It might cut me off whenever it's been 17 hours since we started. <laughs> so just let me know when we're done. But, um, I think it's such a, a value of mine in the work that I do in my job. And the way i show up in life and in theater is is something that's called collective intelligence. Ooh. And I've never heard that. Oh, it's like my favorite thing ever. If my colleagues listen to this, which i'm obviously <laughs> going to tell them to listen <laughs> yeah. to. This, so, hello Densu friends. Um <laughs> If they're still listening at this point, seven hours in.
0: We have, um, w- we're only at an hour 20. We used to go to oh, two. Oh,
2: we are? Yeah. Really? We really are only at an hour 20? Yeah. I thought we were closer to like an hour 40.
0: We're closing in on an hour 25.
2: Wow. Okay. Well then 40 minutes left, everybody. We got time. <laughs> um Kick I back. promise I'll shake it up a little bit here. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the idea of collective intelligence is that the, like everyone in the room has some piece of wisdom no matter what situation you're in. So getting away from like what I've heard called um, the sage on the stage. So like, right. Like (laughs) you're like the guy that's giving the Ted talk or whatever. And everyone should listen to you. And then all of a sudden everyone's now smarter because this one person shared their wisdom, like the way to really keep up with, the rapid change in our world in our technology and like everything around us is collective intelligence like you have to tap into the knowledge the wisdom the everything of like the people in the room and you, you, things can get done so much faster so much better so much more like where again people feel like they've taken the game um and it's more of like the guide on the side so from sage on the stage to guide on the side and uh it's a it's just a it's just a philosophy i sort of use in everything i'm in learning and development so i do a lot of like building workshops and you know i hate using the word training because i don't feel like it's a training i'm facilitating a conversation (laughs) um so we build a lot of experiences like that in what i do and and this has just become a part of my philosophy and i've woven it into everything i do in life and i think that's what exactly what we're doing here it's yeah. like we're tapping into the cool ideas in everyone's brain and not just relying on and what a relief for a director too to not have to be like oh my gosh it's all on me yeah, right. and what's in here and i might not have all the answers um so yeah
0: and it's a wider spectrum i mean you're you, we, we're gonna have however many people come and see this but hopefully it's more than one yeah uh, um yeah so like it's <laughs> if it's just my ideas I can make something that I love and everyone else hates. Right. Because I have such a weird sense of, like, my movies I like. Everything is, is not what everyone likes. So, like, ha- is this too much, everyone? And, and I love asking stuff like that. We asked it a hundred times during Sweeney. Is this too far? Is this too much? Is this too little? Should we yeah. do be doing more? And you you get the answer from everyone in the cast, and everyone makes this piece of art together, and that's so important.
2: Yeah. and And, and yeah, and the audience is making... The art themselves. Like they're right, right. they're totally taking different perceptions away and different things away and they're they're a piece of the creation too. Yeah. Um, which is super, super cool. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, so now we have questions that we ask everybody. Yeah. What is and you can do one from the ghost site, one not from the ghost site. Okay. What is uh your favorite show that you've been a part of? Or you can have multiple answers. Usually people Yeah. can't decide.
2: This is yeah, this is a tough one. Um I think from a play perspective, it would definitely be Deep End. Okay. Without a doubt. From a musical perspective, I think Lame is. Yeah. I just, the part, you know, who? Do, what little girl doesn't want to play Fontaine? All right. You know, like, or Eponine. Like, those are, like, your dream (laughs) roles. And that was a very intense callback process. I think we had one audition and two callbacks where they kind of, like, kept reducing the number of people, you know. And uh, I fought, like, hell to get that part. Um, And, uh, yeah, like, that was just, like, a dream part. I also will say I loved doing Godspell with Ghostlight.
0: Really, wow, that's one
2: of my favorite experiences again. Ensemble, you know, usually like Fontaine's one of those ones where I'm like, it was the part, you know. Well, oh, the yeah. ensemble was amazing, I mean, it was a very talented cast, but being not like the lead, I mean, there isn't really a lead, kind of, but Dan Torres, um, <laughs> but being in that like ensemble musical, yeah, and we just had fun we had so much fun doing that show and you know of course your mom gave me extra bits and scenes and songs and whatever you know but um we just we just had such a good and that was the first time I got to sing a duet with Jill okay and I loved that little duet we did at the end um when like Jesus is coming in uh on the cross um on the Willows. Okay, the yes.
0: Yeah, yeah, I remember that now, yeah.
2: Our voices, I we need to, I, I have the CD recording. We had a CD recording made of that show. And I was like, Jill, do we have the same voice? Like, our, the way our voices were blending together at certain parts, you could not tell the difference. But then we'd harmonize. And it was just, so, I was like... Again, like this is the little girl that played like one of my kids in sound of music, right, and now, like we're doing this you know grown up duet together, you know, five years later, or whatever it was and uh but just the whole cast was fun we had such a good time. it's such a every year when like the Facebook memories pop up, you just see we were all posting insane novels to each other about how much we loved it and loved each other, and we're so sad that it was ending, and you know it, it was that was fun. That was yeah. fun. That was a cool fun Would show. Would you
1: do another musical?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I well I told DJ that I one of my biggest struggles now with doing the musicals with Ghostlight is that summers are precious yeah, to me. Yeah, true. You know, when w- before I had kids, you know, which I mean, my stepkids came into my life 12 years ago when I met my husband and you know, they, the the time that we're able to spend in the summer is just so, so precious. Mm-hmm. If I could get them to do the shows with me, <laughs> <laughs> again, like if we could have a theater family. I'm hoping that, you know, my stepkids are a lot older now. Uh, shout out stepkids. They're definitely going to listen. Uh, Liz, and, Liz and Dominic. Um, they... They're getting older, you know. There's, they're, you know, going to be leaving the the roost at some point, <laughs> not too far off. So I'm hoping if I can suck Damon in, he's uh, four and a half. So I'm hoping if I can suck him into theater life with me, then you know we can maybe hit up some. Some musicals, but it's one of those things where, like, if there's one that's that I really, really want to do and gravitate to, I'll make it happen. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll
0: like what what I got to do. You didn't put input suggestions, so here we go, right here.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think I told you a couple the other day. I've always wanted to do Cinderella. Yeah, I did Cinderella in like ninth grade in high school or something. I was just in the ensemble, but I've always just loved it it's just such a classic it's so like it brings in the kids the families i love the music from it um and i would play any character like i don't care like give whatever i'm too old to play i mean i'm 40 i know i'm not (laughs) gonna be playing cinderella at this age but like you know just give me something i don't care i love i love that show so that would definitely be one that i would i would come out for um I mentioned a couple the other day to you, Deej. I think, um, Jekyll and Hyde. I had a not so great experience with an audition for that show with another company. And, uh, it's still on my list of shows to do. Um, I, I didn't end up doing the show. Um, I love the secret garden. Love, love, love that show. I did that one many, many years ago. Um, I think, I mean, obviously, late (laughs) Ms. I know you'll never do Sound of Music, but I would do Sound of Music a million times over. I just, I've done it three times.
0: Oh, my God.
2: I did it, Ghostlight was the first time I did it when I played that, that crazy bowing lady. Then I did it my senior year of high school. I played Maria. And then I reprised Maria here, 2010. And I would do that show... I want to play the Reverend. I want to play what, like, I, I would do. I just, I just love that stupid show. Um, yeah, there's some others. There's some, like, smaller ones, like Songs for a New World, Jason Robert Brown. That's one. I don't know that. Oh, small cast, four people. Wow. Beautiful, 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 beautiful music. I love his music. Um, but I would only do that if we didn't use tracks. It's the only way I would do it. Because it's I would love to piano. get away from tracks. It could just be simple piano you don't have to have a crazy orchestra for that right. you could just do a simple piano keyboard you know whatever um but his, his he is a phenomenal pianist so his music is written to be played right know? right but really cool show very much like a episodic you know like like little scenes okay. of just music different stories being told um and it's i love it um that's one i would i would do in a heartbeat um, yeah, there's there's some others, but those are among some of the ones that I'm like, oh, really songs for a new world is one I've I've been saying for years. I'm like, I need to do that show. I need to the last five years. That's another Jason Robert Brown. So
0: many people, everyone from Sweeney, we would say after words for like three hours after rehearsal. <laughs> and uh, that would always make its way into the conversation. Yeah, it's the
2: same guy. Same yeah, guy.
0: I see. Mm-hmm. I I'm not familiar with anything he's done, so I yeah. got to look into him.
2: I've seen songs for New World. I think at O'Connell and Company. I I've seen it a couple times, but I think O'Connell and Company like years ago. I think they did one and they expanded the cast. So they didn't okay. just do four. Yeah, They wanted to have a little bit of a bigger cast. I think they expanded it to maybe 8. All right. Um so, you know, I think it is cool with just the four, two two women, two men. Um or I shouldn't say that because you know it you could explore you could do different things um but that's traditionally how it's written and um but yeah but you could you could play with it you could do kind of like we do with godspell we sort of we didn't stick to the traditional right like, this person is this song and this person is this, and you have like we sort of just made it our own um but yeah the just amazing music um yeah those are those are a couple those are a couple of the the big ones
0: cool i i've yeah. i know most of those so that's exciting yeah. um i've yeah i know sean likes some of those a lot and i like some of those a lot so maybe yeah. we'll find out yeah we'll find out i said my dad and i finally came up with like an actual season so this oh, is our right. first draft of an actual season for next season so yeah. we'll i want to document how that goes throughout this podcast and yeah. see how much it changes i'm sure it'll change how's it going it already something already changed <laughs> of course. um
1: from like yesterday,
0: yeah, but, like this new thing isn't set in stone either, so it's <laughs> it's it'll change it'll Iterations. Continue to change. yeah, which yeah. is exciting. I love changing, and we have a year to come up with different things, mm-hmm. and Sean and I are gonna have to talk about a musical and come up with that yeah i it's exciting, but it's also very stressful, yeah, very stressful. I would
2: love you know one of those like smaller shows like last five years or songs like. I think those could be ones – I know we talked a little bit yesterday about, like, would you ever change the format of the seasons? Like, I think those could easily oh, yeah. be ones that you trade out with, you know, the comedy or, or something like that. Or even throw in as, like, a fundraiser type yeah. event. event. Um, you know, I think there's there's things that you could play around with without That's making true. those, like, the big summer musical. Because um, I know with the summer musical – let's be honest. The bigger cast you have, the more audience you bring in. Right. Especially when you have kids. So right, right. I know that it's a challenge when you when you do shows that don't have kids, so you know doing some of those shows and exploring a little bit um that's in in less of a uh risky way <laughs> might be more of the the way to go
0: yeah so. absolutely. Cause i I would love to see some of those shows um but yeah and and so many people come out for the musicals, so we'd be turning away however many people for yeah, a four person a show it, right would be crazy right but yeah no i'm I'm definitely interested in all the ones that, that you have listed. Uh, I definitely I want to hear more from from this guy now.
1: Yeah. I'll I'll, I'll send you some stuff. Yeah, yeah right. these last two episodes really have made me realize I need to brush up on plays and musicals and learn way more than I actually know.
2: You know, I am not really in the game of the current stuff Yeah, like I used to be, you know, I really, unless someone's in it and I'm going to see it or like whatever. But I was thinking that recently too, Alex where I'm like, (laughs) I used to be such a good theater kid (laughs) and now I just like don't know what the heck's going on, what's out there, like what's happening. And then there's so much. You're like, where do I start? Yeah. Yeah. But I think there's some other ones like you mentioned, you know, like American Idiot. Oh God. Yeah. That would
0: be so fun. That would be so much fun. Rock. Yeah. Um, love Green Day. Yeah. yeah. I
2: saw that uh my friend uh Brian Charles Johnson, BJ. Uh he is local dude. He was a uh one of he played one of the kids in high school when I was Maria. He was okay. a freshman. He's been in a couple of Broadway shows. He was in the original cast of of uh Spring Awakening.
0: Oh wow. And Whoa. the
2: original cast of American Idiot and I went to see him in both. And uh he's He's so awesome. He was so kind and generous to us, and you know we met a lot of stars before they were stars, and you know hung out with some cool people. But American Idiot was that was a that was a really fun experience. Yeah, really fun. Yeah, just seeing it with the original cast, and um, yeah, that's a cool one.
0: That and you mentioned Little Women before. Oh which yeah, Which did. Piqued, yeah, piqued my interest. Um, but like I want to do that. I'm like. I want to do a play before I do that, Yeah, but we'll see what happens. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm not confirming or denying anything. I had another
2: interesting experience with that one, too, with casting and auditions and stuff. So never, I've never actually been in that one. Um, but beautiful music. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful music. There's one song. Actually, I think there's two songs on that soundtrack that every time I hear them, I cry. Wow. Every time, and I've never even seen the sh- I've never even seen the show live. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but for, I know the story. I've you know I've watched clips and listened to the whole soundtrack, and these these two songs whew, they get me every time.
0: Oh, I love that. Yeah, Carla is watching Come From Away. Oh, she right. She finished it, and like she's texting me throughout the whole thing, and like this is amazing. This is so good, and. Then she re- restarted yeah. it as soon as she ended it. So really? um, my homework from her is to watch it as soon as humanly possible. Oh,
1: we should watch it together. Yeah. Viewing party. You're me. leaving.
0: Yeah. So I don't know when we're going to do that. But I'm
2: leaving for the weekend.
0: Yeah, I know. That's that's. When I my I literally my first, time. my
2: heart just dropped. Okay, I'm like, watch it together. what's okay. happened? I was like, is like, are you moving? What's <laughs> hap- you're in the show. You know you're in the show, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, also, hey, Carla. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah no I that's one I've listened to the music my my best friend Jen loves Come From Away she talks about it all the time um, and uh, I would I would definitely love to get more into that one yeah because I really don't
0: I really don't know it it's nice because before I used to just rely on and I never had to pick the musical or direct it or anything but like I, I liked trying to be in the know of what's hip and happening in the the theater scene. So it would be from musical to musical is when I would find out what was, what was going on. Mm. And I remember Groundhog Day was a big one. And now I haven't heard it spoken.
2: A musical?
0: Yeah. Oh, it was like,
2: yeah, it's a musical.
0: It was like the hip underground musical. Like, bro, you got to check this one out and, uh, never listened to it. Never saw anything. (laughs) But like, it it was like, this is the next up and coming one. And then I've never heard of it again. Huh. Um, but it was cool to always like year after year just get the different stuff, and, but now it's like my job to know kind of right, what's yeah. out there, uh, which is fun. Like I, I enjoy listening to the, the the tracks, and I'll stop and pick yeah. what, what's interesting.
2: Well, you know what, DJ, I had I don't know if anyone has talked about it since, but I I had put in at the membership meeting back in May. I had put in a recommendation for doing uh, script reads, like a yes. script yes. reading yes. club, and we have that on the. Yeah, we. I mean, I. Well, I could start. That could be my contribution. Maybe. But I would maybe love that. Maybe I start that, um, and we could throw up some musicals in there too. I would love I mean, that. We could yes. Read and listen. I and, would. Yeah, love that would. To do that. Too. That would be cool because I think we keep saying over and over, like oh, I've heard of that one. I don't know that yes. one. Yes. Yeah. It would be a good way to explore some of these, both for our personal experience, and for. Um, you know for just seeing what's out there that might be good that might be a good fit for the theater.
0: Yeah. And and for musicals like listen to the music mm-hmm. too. I loved I loved when you suggested that. And so Tracy and I had a meeting and tried to make a list of dates and everything and we planned it in July not knowing that I would be dying every day this summer working on Sweeney Todd. Right. So that didn't come out but we talked about it and and we're trying to figure out free time. Um, for that and a game night, we just had kind of floating. Yeah. Um, but both, I want to get both of them in, and because I would love to do this script. Yeah. Well, well let's talk about it.
2: Maybe I can take over the lead on that. You know, I know I, I've been, I've been talking that. about leading a meat raffle for like three years, and it just hasn't <laughs> happened. Um, but maybe uh, start small. Maybe I can start a little yeah. smaller. <laughs> Make my impact in a little smaller way.
0: I would love a book club, and going back to what you said before um, about you can always come back. Like that's something we always try to talk about on the podcast and I think it's so important that anybody who's away or or doesn't have time like nobody's upset that you're not we all understand I perfectly understand that there's no time I have no time to do anything in my personal life because I'm always here at work so I completely understand and it's so cool when people come back like you coming back for this is awesome I've always wanted to work with you and so many people just come in and out and that's so great to see and reconnect like nothing's Happened. no time has passed yeah
2: yeah there's been a lot of great people over the years a lot of great people i mean one of my like longest most committed relationships before i i met steve was with a guy i met at Ghostlight. yeah um and we you know ended up we i met him during uh no sound of music chris fire brought a bunch of his buddies in mm. um we another Amazing memories from, like, teenage years. So many of my teenage year, like, my summers, my memories are with the Ghostlight crew. Yeah. Um, And I met, you know, Chris and all these guys during Sound of Music when they came in to play the Nazis. And then they all, like, had most of them had never been in theater before. They (laughs) were just, like, dudes from NT. (laughs) And then they, like, loved it so much, they came back and started doing, like, more shows. (laughs) Like, it was was so weird. Like, they came back and did Oklahoma. And then they came back and did, you know, Sleepy Hollow. And then, you know, started doing plays. Like, it was crazy. But um, I actually, like, met one of my long-term boyfriends that we started dating after college. Um, But we'd been friends all those years. And... And then I met my wonderful husband Steve, and the rest is history. But, <laughs> um, but you know, it's it's just funny. We used to go Chris and and all those guys, and me and a couple Sarah Averill. I don't know if you ever if yeah. you remember Sarah. I love Sarah. Um, she's hilarious. Uh, Christy Fallhaber. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we used to go camping in Allegheny after the show would end before school started. You know, Chris was How like fun. the one grown up adult that like, and my mom was in love with Chris. She was like, Chris can do no wrong. Chris, I love you if you're listening, but he was so much older than us. Like, you know, like I was like 15 and my mom's like, sure. You want to take my 15 year old to Allegheny for the weekend or for the week? (laughs) Like, and she wouldn't, she would never let me do stuff like that. But somehow Chris Fire had the charm. Um, He's charming. He He is is. charming. And we went for a few summers in a row and um, we just, oh, some of my best memories. And I would never have that without, without this company. Right. Um, So yeah, just just a lot of really fun times. We did a, like, a reunion, a camping reunion in, like, 2005 or something. Oh, wow. It had been, you know, six, five or six years since we'd all, you know, been together and done something. And we went. It wasn't in Allegheny. I can't remember where it was. But, you know, we all got together again, you know, as a little bit older, you know, adults See, now. that's what
1: I hope happens with us is, like, we keep going on these trips. I'd love to. Like, Getting older, we're still going on these
0: trips. I would love to. Traditions. I, yeah. You gotta keep that to, yeah, stuff yeah, alive. For absolutely. sure. Yeah.
2: I mean I can't hear the song One bourbon, one scotch, one beer without thinking about <laughs> Allegheny and playing, right. you know, cards and having that song on and dancing around like idiots and you know drinking white Russians as a sixteen year old and throwing them up and you know whatever sorry to any you know the kids <laughs> listening but like but th- that those were my formative years i had i made amazing friendships, I have so many great memories, and like this this place this is why this will always 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 be my home, yeah, you know, no matter what just always will
0: I love that that's important yeah
2: I can't explain it to anyone else anyone <laughs> right. who's not involved yeah. like right. they just they'll never they'll never quite get it but yeah. we do
0: i love that and then our other question uh is what a favorite show that you you've seen here oh
2: yeah there's been so many well as we've discussed numerous times i did not see frankenstein yeah that probably would have I'd been up there. Do you think that would have been up there? I am watching the video. Um, not the same, I know. But um so since I didn't see that live, um, I would say I loved um, um Amanda's version of, of uh Jekyll. Really? Yes. Very I nice. loved that show. Yeah. Um it was when I started to feel a little bit of that oh we're moving. We're we're swapping directions a little bit here. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. that. Okay, we got some new things going on. There's some new some cool tricks going on, and so like it was a it was a cool thing to witness. Um, so that was that was definitely a good one. Um, loved Beauty and the Beast, of course.
3: Yeah. Yep.
2: Um, really, really good. And and honestly, I've seen. All through the night, a hundred times, and never been in it. But I, I will always. I know that's not everyone's favorite. But um, I love
0: All Through the Night. Oh, you a do. Lot? Oh, you yes. like that.
2: What's the one you don't like? It's A Wonderful Life. Oh, you don't like Wonderful Life. I yeah, hate yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. um, but All Through the, I mean, I'll, I'll never get all, sick oof. of that show. I love
0: it. Yeah, that's Ever. It, my favorite.
2: I'll never get sick of it. So yeah, I mean, I, I, it just it does something to your heart.
0: It does. And we were talking like. Everybody needs to see that before auditioning or before whatever, making a judgment on it. You need to see that play. That's every time we do it. I tell everybody who hasn't stepped foot in the theater or even if they have saw a show here or there, like, doesn't matter. You need to see this play
2: because you need to feel the magic. Mm -hmm. You need to feel the magic of 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 seeing that story. Yeah. And consuming that story before being a part of it. And that's not the case for all shows, of course. Yeah, you can't no. possibly see ever. There's something about that show, yeah. you know? And I think there's so many connections from that show in particular. It's so connected. And of course, I'm going to get emotional because I'm a crier, but it's so connected <laughs> to so many of the people we've lost. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that that, makes it that much more special yeah. and keeps it just keeps that connection going. You Absolutely. know, so many people that have gone too soon and, yeah. and too early. And, um, you know, I, I always talk about my, my Stevie Halesco, you know, like just first experience with a friend passing and, um, you know, and of course Jed and, and Carl and, you know there's just and there's something about that show that just makes you feel like they're there,
0: yeah, absolutely that was it was so hard um, and we're gonna do episodes for everyone who who passed mm. and so we'll have people on who are, who are connected to to them and just like they're here getting interviewed like we're get we'll get their yeah. full story and um that was really hard after Jed has passed cause he was my 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 best friend, and we did author the night um I played uh, Joe's the, what's his, I can't think of the guy's name. John. Yeah. I played John right after, right after that. And that was like his part. That's the part I always looked up to too. And he was always there. And it's like having that staff and like doing everything he did was like a huge wall. To, oh, I was to there. I watched it. Yeah. yeah.
2: Lots of, lots of tears yep. watching that one. But yep. what, like, again, it's the symbolism mm-hmm. of like you holding that staff mm-hmm. And you being who you are and your connection to Jed, like, no one else could have done that. Right. A- and it was so, um, there was something so symbolic about it, commemorative, like, it just, I don't know. I I, I just, I-, I love it so much. And I remember feeling every bit of emotion when you were all on stage doing it after that. And yeah. I'm so glad it, that it was you.
0: Yeah, it was a lot, but I'm glad it was. I'm yeah. glad it was too, for sure. But that no, no other show that I've ever done is 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 like that, where everyone just in the room is like that. That was something magic just happened, and so that's I love. i have a, my favorite show ever. Yeah, yeah. for sure.
2: I'll be in it one day. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs>
2: one day. I've just really needed to see it over and over and over yeah, again. Yeah, you got to really, get ready for yeah, it. How many times just, really have you seen a it? A lot of times. I've been, I've been, the first time I saw it was in the 90s, right? He wrote we it. we do in it the, every three years. Yeah. So oh,
1: yeah. Like whatever that
0: math it, comes out to. And <laughs> I've
2: seen it, you know, I've ushered it, I've attended mm-hmm. it. I mean, I've definitely I've seen, it, seen it, seen it a lot. Um, <laughs> and, and it's always, it's always a new experience. Yeah. Which is the magic of theater. Yeah. It's something right. different every time. Yeah. I always tell people when they're like toying around with like whether or not to come to see a show or it's $16 or whatever. I'm like, How, what else can you do that you, you're going to show up? I mean, concerts, I guess, stuff like that. But like, this is not like a movie where it's the same. You're seeing the same thing happen every yeah. time. There's no, you know, whatever. Yeah. You, I guess, might pick up different things, but like you. You don't know what could happen at that show. That $16 could get you a bonk.
0: Yeah.
2: That was great.
0: No. I (laughs) mean,
2: you just don't know. You don't know what's going to happen. This is live theater, people. It is worth your $16. And we have popcorn.
3: Right. (laughs) Do we
2: have popcorn? I mean, you don't need to spend... Seventy dollars to go see a movie at AMC, which is pretty much what it comes out to these <laughs> right. days.
0: Have to get your drink and-, yeah. <laughs> and popcorn.
2: Come here, you may even win like the 50 oh, yeah. You could, yeah, you get your popcorn. You know, you 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 never know. Someone could end up pooping their pants in the back of the theater.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a story that needs to be told on the podcast. Oh, it we hasn't? have to get that. No. <gasps>
2: yeah I don't think it has
0: we got to get them on here to relive that because i I don't know how I would have handled it. I wouldn't have
2: no, and people need to know what these ushers go for.
0: they're troopers <laughs>
2: they're legit they're troopers. here we sit troopers yep. like you don't you just don't know till you've you experience something like that. I mean, unfortunately, you know people having heart attacks during shows yep. people like i mean holy cannoli like there's Um, a it's a whole world that you just don't know till you do it yeah um but yeah you just don't know what you're gonna get when you come you (laughs) know
0: yeah yeah and it's we're not expensive
2: no like no
0: everyone who knows
1: complain about it i'm like it's not that much money it's less than twenty dollars right
0: yeah Everyone who knows theater, who, like, sees a pose or something, like, oh, my God, like, that much?
1: Yeah, I never got that. Everyone reacts like it's that. It's, like, the I price of understand. a Mighty Pack. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, like if you see any other theater in Buff a show at any other theater in Buffalo, they're right. way more. Though,
0: right. Yeah, the ones who know theater are like, oh, well, you should be, come on, what are you right. doing? I charge a little more for that. And then they come and see it, and they're like, oh, yeah, you should be charging more. Yeah. like that That's the best. Re- I love when people say that. Yeah. Like, oh, I only paid this much for this? Like, great. Like, that. Means a lot, yeah. Um, But yeah, it's really not.
2: No, and and over time, I think we'll definitely be able to, you know, yeah, keep increasing it. You know, yeah. and like we know what we're worth. Yeah, you know, we know our value. Yeah, but For sure. getting out of COVID and trying to get people back, like that's a whole thing in and of itself. Still, it you know, yep. and, and people don't realize how uh, how much that set people, especially. And I'm sure you know you've taught. I haven't listened to every episode. I'm sorry, sorry <laughs> you guys, but you know having owning your own building yeah, that you you're not renting it you don't have landlords you know you're not borrowing a space just to do the show you're not like you are responsible for everything about the building I mean people just have no clue yeah no clue how much you know something like a pandemic will will set you back yeah um so yeah so I you know I think we're definitely we, we know our worth, but yeah. for sure. There's the magic, the magic of theater. Right. It's incredible. You know, I, I think about bringing my, I sort of just like strong-armed my kids into coming to see Sweeney Todd with me, you know? Um, I didn't have to convince them all that much, but like, would it be maybe their first ask on a Saturday night? It would be like, Kat, can you take us to see a musical? Like, probably not, you know, 17 and 14 year olds. But I was like, let's go guys. And they were like, okay, we'll go. And like, I told you my stepson is now like in love with Sweeney Todd. Yeah. You don't know the magic that's going to touch somebody or transform what they love or what they experience like for, you know, 16, 20 bucks, whatever it is. Like, so pay the money, (laughs) pay the money people.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I completely agree. That's a perfect note to end on too. That's. I, what we do is, is important and yeah. maybe we don't say that enough.
1: No. I mean, that's how a lot of people get their start. They see a show and they're like, I want to do that. That's how yeah. I did. Yeah. I know we've talked about that before, too. A lot of other people have from high school or middle school.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Come to see shows. And well, and the availability to do arts in schools is not mm-hmm. what it once was. Right. So, you know, we've we've. Really, I think, are doing our part in the outreach into the community and bringing in kids, students, you know, people that may not even know that they like theater, you know, yeah. until they get here. Um, and that's the only way we're going to keep the next generations going. But when you think about the the, the space, the safe space that is provided for us theater nerds right you know, like right. and 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 if you don't have that space elsewhere like how wonderful that we're able to keep doing that for people and giving them a place where they can just be themselves and be dorky and yeah you know like we're we're just a bunch of nerds hanging out mm-hmm. and singing and you know pretending to be other people and like it's basically just dungeons and dragons like in real <laughs> right. life, like we're just being pretending to be other people I'm not a d and d player, but i I have nothing against it. Um.
0: I have to, I say that every time I say <laughs> yeah. that, too, because somebody in the room always is. They
1: get
2: offended. They
0: get offended. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, I'm, I act. I, I direct for a living. Like, no. Yeah. Like, that's. Yeah. I, We're role I playing all day that. long. Yeah. yeah.
2: Like, we get it. Um.
0: <laughs> nothing against the yeah. D&D players.
2: No, but anyone who is playing D&D, my stepson really wants to get with, like, a group. Trevor. Oh, okay.
0: Trevor plays mad D and D. Okay. Yeah. He, mad <laughs> D&D. Mad D&D.
2: no one has like, he doesn't have like a crew of D and D people. So I've been like, Oh, I know a bunch of my theater people like, you know, are into it. So let me see if we can get you in even to just like go a few times. So if any, reach out to me, Catherine Marciano, <laughs> find me on Facebook, Instagram, all the things. Um, and let me know if my kid can play (laughs) D&D with you. I tried. I didn't really understand what was going on. That,
0: yeah, I, I feel like it's too late in the game for me to come in. But like, I, 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 he asked like, oh, like, can we do like stuff at the theater? I'm like, absolutely. I'll come open the doors. He's like, well, no, like you could be part of it. I'm like, (laughs)
2: I'll I'll sit and watch.
0: I'll sit and watch. But like, I can't take on a whole new, my brain doesn't have the space for it.
2: Yeah, no, that's a real thing. Yeah. The real
1: thing i just can't sit yeah. at a board like around playing a game for that long hours on end it's...
0: i love playing games i No, just... i love
1: playing games but those types of oh. long-running board games that, right like, like monopoly days, weeks oh i can't play monopoly
0: i've never months? played it once no. in my life i would yeah, yeah. these things the could last
2: for months no i need yeah. to know if i won and i need to know now <laughs> and isn't there not even really like a winner on d don't you just like I don't think there's, like, a winner and, like, a loser, right? I don't know. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm sorry, all of you D&D players. Can you explain it to me? Trevor, if if there's a clear winner, (laughs) then I'm in. (laughs) But I need to know, and I need to know today, and I'm very competitive. I agree with that. I'm very
0: competitive as well. Yeah. So, like, I also don't get it because it's, like, you make stuff up, so it's, like, Okay, I get my sword out, and I slash all of you, and I win the game. <laughs>
2: right. There it right. is. It's over.
0: Game that's over. That's what I didn't
2: understand either <laughs> right. when, my, when my son was trying to teach me. I'm like, I don't – how do we – how do you win? I just want yeah. to know how to win. That's my He's first like, question but you don't. every time. Yeah. So, no, that's not, I guess it is a matter of, like, if you're a super insane competitive person. <laughs> but anyway, I've answered your questions with many – additional questions and many <laughs> additional answers so you're welcome <laughs> oh, sorry everyone
0: no I enjoyed this this yeah. was a lot, a lot of fun
2: when do we get to the true crime part of the podcast
0: yeah alright here we go this is hour two Is when
2: <laughs> heading into hour three is when we start talking yeah. about true crime yeah, which is yeah, yeah. really what I thought we were doing here today <laughs> I thought this was just a warm up so
0: that's what the binder's for <laughs> right
2: <laughs> it has all the stories I want to cover in it for sure so let me know invite me back when this becomes a true crime podcast okay <laughs> I'd love to I'd love to
0: <laughs> i want to do i i kind of talked to you about this alex have some casts reunite and like oh, read a God. scene from from a play they're in or like we'll talk about one specific play and what a great just talk idea. about the experiences they've had that's when we start running out of guests and ideas <laughs> yeah this starts getting stale we gotta, <laughs> like, we,
1: gotta, <laughs>
0: we gotta pull something out of the hat real quick <laughs> no
2: i love that that's really sweet i like that we have to have enough microphones though <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll figure that part we out.
2: Push each other out of the lie. way.
0: We got. We have a board at the theater that has 12 outputs, so we can bring oh. that. We need to find 12 microphones.
2: We'll just <laughs> we that with
1: our sponsorship
2: happen.
0: funds.
1: <laughs> Listen, yeah.
2: for anyone who's been in the theater, we know that they're somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> There's got to be
0: right. seven
2: extra just microphones. Like my uh, pocket watch has got to be well, seven. When your
0: pocket watch is somewhere, it's somewhere in there. It is.
2: The last place I've had it. Just like I came out with all of those liquor bottles, and you're <laughs> yeah. like, for the scene, and you're like, where did you get those from? And I'm like, the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, they're I mean, in the had, cupboards like, in the kitchen. A huge yeah. bottle of Crown Royal. <laughs> like, yeah. What do you. Yeah, they were, were empty this- people. They're props. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah they but empty. yeah, VJ was like, oh, I know where they are. So there's <laughs> stuff hidden in every nook and cranny. Yep. You just got to look for it. So (laughs) we'll dig up
0: the microphones. (laughs) Um, Yeah. All right. That's it. That's all we got. I had a lot of fun, though. Thank you.
1: Yeah, me too. I wanted to shout out happy birthday to my sister. It's her birthday. Oh, happy Happy birthday. birthday, Alex's Alex's sister. sister. (laughs) Her her name's Ashley, if you wanted to know.
0: (laughs) Happy birthday, Ashley. I've never met your sister. Shout out. Shout out, Ashley.
1: Yeah.
2: What a piss-poor friend.
1: Horrible
0: friend. <laughs> horrible, horrible friend.
1: She, she did, did repost the uh, Spiral Staircase poster Oh, on I
0: love that. Shout-out Tracy for making that. Yes. yes.
1: I love it.
2: Always shout-out to Tracy.
0: Always shout-out Tracy.
2: She's incredible.
0: Yes, she Thank is. Thank you for
2: having me. This was really fun. I was looking forward to this since you asked me. And um, have me again.
0: I, I'd love to. <laughs> I
2: can't wink with my right. I, I just winked at DJ with my left and then was trying to wink at alex with my (laughs) right it doesn't really function the same way so there you go
0: (laughs) we said we want to repeat guests like after after a little bit and then so yeah yeah, we'll have you back on like also you can come on for the steven one and also for show ones so yeah we'll see you again we'll hear from you again awesome
2: thank you (laughs) thanks guys Thank you. Oh wait,
0: I I am waiting. Oh okay. <laughs> no, I'm just getting ready to to click off. Okay, you first.
1: This episode is sponsored <laughs> by JDS Electrical Inc. Licensed and insured. Call 716-523-2711 for all your electrical needs. Woohoo!
0: Yes, and uh, shout out to our to Walter well, Tracy. Um, follow us on, on oh, yeah. social media, Starry Night Theater on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Threads, if <laughs> that's still a thing, <laughs> I haven't opened it since I downloaded it. Uh, yeah, and
2: MySpace, and MySpace,
0: <laughs> Twitter, whenever you do on, I'm on Twitter, X, Tumblr, Reddit, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, thank you for listening.
2: See you next time.